the other day in the shop, right? So here's quick. Here's a good quick quick stick story. Quick stories with quick sticks. Here we go. Ooh, that's a segment sponsored by Quick Stick. Yes. That's coming next season. Look for the email, Levon. Come on, Levon. Levon. Oh, welcome in to season three, episode five of Unstable Discourse. Yeah, baby. See, you know Clay listens. He did the exact right He's referenced our show five times in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. He listens to the show. It. You're I'm already my favorite guest. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Favorite guest already. Yeah. <laughs> we are at the cab, C-A-B, mm-hmm. Callahan Acres Basement. Yes. Indeed. We just keep moving. We're in a different studio every week now. Yeah. Love that. You We're like, uh, and you know what? We got a bunch of hot chicks behind hot me. Hot chicks. Oh, yes, we yeah. do. <laughs> is there, like a, heat, nomad. Three is there of a heat them. lamp on those chickens? There's a heat lamp. There's a heat lamp on those chicks. On those yep, chicks. Right now. Straight yeah. up hot chicks. You mean We're going to tell me there's a rooster here and a bunch of hens? <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Wow. We're going to get some. We're going to preg- have to keep an eye on him. Pregnant <laughs> chickens. Yeah. Easy. Keep Clay. coyotes away. You know what I'm saying? All right, we're out here. It's Ryan Fancher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Yes, sir. Sean Callahan of Delwood Disc Golf. You better know. Jason Callahan of Bag of Tricks. Wait till you get your nose down there. Does that mean? <laughs> it's okay. It was funny yeah, 30 you minutes ago. Be yeah. 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 Right. You had to be there. No, it's great story. Funny. Great story. Still, yeah. still funny. And we're hanging out with Clay, Clayton Bigsby of The Chappelle Show. <laughs> It's okay. Clay Bielfus, right? It's Bielfus, but we'll talk about that later. Bielfus. So I got confused. It's different every time I hear it. You know, yeah. everyone butchers my last name, and it's pretty normal. Uh, you go to the doctor's office, you never get the same thing twice. So, What's your favorite way that it's been done wrong? Belfus, usually. So I'll teach you guys really quick. It's uh, by, like you're saying, bye-bye. Huh? Bye-bye. L-E-L. Mm-hmm. Fuss. Bilefus. Everyone butchers it. It's totally okay. I'm cool with it at this point. Country because, of origin. Yes, yeah, country a, of origin, please. German uh, of the last name, but I am German and Norwegian. Yo, you're, you got Viking in yeah, you for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. I'm not an Irish redhead by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people actually Bi- mention that shit all the time. I barely know us. <laughs> hey. Am I right? <laughs> This is a thing on our show now because now I'm thinking of Balati. Yeah. Yes. Bielfus. 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 <laughs> it's it's Clay Bielfus of Skulls Disc Golf Club or the Skulls Brotherhood is what you guys are called, right? Skulls Disc Golf Brotherhood. Yes. And you are the mayor of Crest Creek Disc Golf Course. <laughs> the mayor. Yes. Uh, I. Uh, long story Why did short- you believe him when he said that earlier? I'm telling you, this no, man. lying. <laughs> Newman? Uh, <laughs> one of my disc golf homies put it the right way because I was actually waving to people that I didn't even know as they were driving in. And my other friend was like, why are you waving to people you don't know? And my other buddy's like, he's the mayor of this place. You don't know why? So yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, you know, that's a sick title. Uh, that. you know, that's a sick title, dog. Because it's not like emperor. Yeah. Or king. Yeah. You know, I'm so not, we have I'm a mayor. We have a mayor and a president in the room. A mayor. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> are there any other... Dignitaries in the room we should know about? No dictatorships no. or anything? No. The queen no. of the canyons? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason, you got to have some kind of title. No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. We need Damn. to find one. And I've been thinking since we've been talking about it, and nothing's coming up. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> We'll find it before the end of the episode. You're the uh, you're the, the prince in all of our hearts. Oh. So. Yeah. We're also joined by Jack and Cooper, along <laughs> with the hot chicks. Mm-hmm. Hi, puppy dog. And yeah, the uh, a coyote somewhere out in the in the yard somewhere. Oh. Indeed. Big AF. Twice the size of Jack and or Cooper. It almost qualifies as a werewolf. At yeah. That point. It felt like a wolf. 
If, yeah. I was intimidated. I was 200 feet away and I was like, well, I could die. They're definitely big animals. <laughs> I got two of them over at Crest Creek. One's old, one y- one's young. Dude, they look like wolves. Yeah. It sounds like a mayor problem. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are going to get into on this episode a couple really cool things. You have a bit of a story that I think a lot of people know about recently with your event and kind of what happened with the parks district. We're going to get into that. And I think it lends itself to a wider conversation about tournament funds, budgeting with tournaments and dealing with park districts, which if you're an event organizer, you will have come across some of these things before. So I think that's a really cool conversation we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. And we also on this episode have the finals Mm -hmm. of Merch Madness. Yeah. Can't wait. We're going to finish this off. Yeah, baby. And we have... A prize that we're going to give away. We have yeah. to announce the winner of our, this is the second giveaway we've ever done, but this one was to celebrate our 25,000th download. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to say thank wow. you to all the listeners for you know bringing us to this point. Uh, so we have a Bushnell disc jockey Bluetooth speaker that somebody's going to win. Uh, that you had to enter that on Instagram. We're going to tell you guys who won that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned. It's coming later. Before we get to all those fun and informative segments, let's start with... Fired up. What do you mean the fired up? Yeah. Nice. Okay. That was a good one. All right. Ryan told me before we started that he's not sure what he's fired up about. And Sean, you told me for sure what you're fired up about. You want to take the lead? I'm going to abstain because I did four. I want to go first. Alex, you go first. Ooh, I like that. Hey, Alex. Switching it up. What are you fired up about? Alex will go first on this fired up, yeah. As long as we got <laughs> each other. When we were at Dubs the other night, I could not stop singing that song every time. I missed the putt or my partner missed the putt. Automatic. As long as we got each other. Uh, I'm fired up about... I'm going to stick to disc golf from now on. I feel like the fired ups kind of go all over the place and usually it's cool, but I'm going to try to stick to disc golf. So the disc golf thing I'm fired up about right now is parked for parks. Ever heard of them? Heard of them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Jason, Adam what are you fired up? Yeah. Next <laughs> Adam Ryan. <laughs> that dude is Adam. doing it. He's Adam doing it, Ryan. Man. He oh, is gosh. doing it and doing it. He's made me feel it. like we're not doing nearly enough. I wish uh, I had a tenth of that dude's energy. I don't know how everything he's doing is a, it's great work. And like the branding is like all the, promotional stuff they're putting out looks really great he's built this audience in this like community so quickly and what they're actually doing is going out and like cleaning up parks uh cleaning up courses raising money to improve all these courses i think they donated like five or six grand to lombard commons recently i was like dude how did you raise all that money like where's that all coming from so is it like is it a club like Skulls is a club in J-Town and basket cases or is it like a non-for-profit i think it falls more in the non-profit realm because um, I've seen it, but I haven't done my homework. I'm sorry, Adam. I love you, but I haven't looked into a ton of it. What more can you tell us about it? Like, I don't know all who's involved, but I know the other one of the other names that's really important over there is Lyndon Diamond, who actually messaged me on Facebook just the other day. Another thing I can tell you about them is that they just organized a cleanup day at Summit Park, mm-hmm. which uh, some people may also affectionately know as Scum. Scum it. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yeah. So they brought 30 people out. On a Saturday morning when all these disc golfers could have been playing leagues or tournaments, all these people came and showed up to take care of a course that like really needed some love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no one ever plays. Uh, and then he put together a little video showing like what kind of stuff they were doing. They cleared out a ton of stuff. And from the word like around the campfire is like Summit is looking really good and they're going to keep doing more work with it. And part of it is because they built this relationship with 
the Summit Park District. Like the Summit Park District was like, we we hear you and we're willing to support what you guys are doing. And so they brought out like trucks and like wood chipper. And he's obviously communicating with people in a way that makes them want to support what they're doing, building all these relationships and like making disc golf around Chicagoland better for everybody. So dude, what more could you ask for? That's, that's He's a saint. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's always what it takes is somebody that's willing to communicate the right way. Mm-hmm. However, they're looking for the communication to come in because every right. place is going to be different too. Like all totally. these park districts are run by different personalities. And I think it's a, a really common thing in disc golf for people to just think, well, this should happen because it's going to be good for disc yeah. golf and yeah. everybody wants it to be, you know, they're going to pitch it from the disc golf perspective without realizing like you need to go through the park. You need to speak to the park districts like mm. goals and wants and that's a hard thing. And I think a lot of people have enthusiasm and momentum and then they lose it when they don't, the wheels don't start turning with the parts district. So like the skill set, obviously that he has is it's impressive. Something I wish I had. Badass. Something I wish I had. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. (laughs) We'll get into all Clay's shortcomings later. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Clay's aching to get to it. He's had that stored up for about <laughs> yep. three days. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> uh let's let's roll with that, Jason. Do you have something you're fired up about? I do. It's a doozy of a story that I'm finally So you met a dude at a gas pump <laughs> to and get had, out into the world. He had two hundred and thirty nine beans. Too farty. You done? <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a story all about how my life got flipped. <laughs> that was the greatest night in the history of television. You son of a bee. Uh, no, okay, I do. I, I do really have a story. And this story involves a lot of people, but there's only two who know it from the perspective I'm about to tell the story from. So gather around, children. Yep. And it involves somebody that you guys know well. Do I have the hard drive space for this? You do. Don't okay. worry. Go ahead. Okay. Joe, brother Joe of early birdies. Early mm-hmm. birdies. Yeah. Sure. It's a merry thing. He's it's getting he, yes. dude. He's getting married soon, right? Ooh. And I texted him about, we've been texting about what I could potentially talk about at the wedding. And I asked him if I could tell this, the story I'm about to tell at the wedding. And he was like, I don't want Paige's family to find out this way, whatever. Right. So I was like, okay, well, can I tell the story on the podcast? Cause I'm telling you, this is something we swore we would take to our grave. You guys wow. don't know the story. Cause wow. I asked him if he ever told you guys and he said, no. Okay. You've built up the suspense <gasps> big time. Is there a, no, a treasure map to this shit or what? So we said, we're going to take it to our grave, but he's like, tell it. Cause Enough time has passed, and he's like, it's okay to tell the story. Before I moved away, I lived in Indiana for 10 years, from 02 to 2012, okay? Mm-hmm. And before I moved away, me and Joe were, like, super close. Like, uh, we had this thing where I would, like, go to Best Buy and buy the Seasons of Friends on DVD as they come out, and me mm-hmm. and him would sit in my room and watch them till like, 2 o'clock in the morning. It was, like, our thing. Oh, that's nice. It was great. And I moved to Indiana. Well, fast forward a couple years, and he's turning 21. And he texted me and he was like, can I come out there and us go to like a bar sometime? Right. And I was like, sure. Uh, But like I was living in Terre Haute at the time and Terre Haute doesn't isn't like a a place where you'd be like, come out here. The Terre Haute nightlife. Right. Right. (laughs) Come out here to experience nightlife. Right. It wasn't that kind of place. So he was like, well, I was thinking Indy and I'm like, oh, like. Yes, my brother just turned 21. That's great. But I'm not trying to drop a thousand dollars on beers to show him a good time. Sure. 
So I was a manager. I was a manager for Blockbuster at the time. I was a manager for Blockbuster. Okay, I didn't have that much money. Only two weeks of work. What's your problem? So I knew managers that lived in the like close suburbs of Indianapolis, right? So I messaged a couple of them and was like, "My brother's turning twenty-one. Is there bars in your area? So we're kind of close to Indy. It'll be something nice, but you know." And uh, my one buddy hit me back and he was like, yeah, absolutely. He, he like gave me the address and stuff. And he's like, it's this really cool place. I think you guys will have a good time. Uh, Joe came down on a Friday and I worked Saturday morning. So he spent the night with me Friday and Saturday I got home at like three o'clock and we went to the bar that my buddy told me about. And the bar was actually kind of awesome. It was essentially shaped like a big rectangle, right? But within the center of that rectangle was the bar. It was like an island within oh, cool. the middle of the rectangle, right? With like a stage off to one side, like okay. to the to the left. Like when you walked in, you walked past the stage and then the bar was in the middle. And there was only like maybe a dozen or so people there. I'm like, do you want to hang out here? Is this cool? He's like, yeah, this is cool. So we start hanging out there. We're having a couple drinks. And then I see an elevator off along one wall. We got <laughs> so Dude, this funny. is a crazy yeah, amount of yeah. detail. That is so funny. Every, There's so many time. details. It, uh, just go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> go ahead. It just sounds like there's a punchline right. coming. Just, That's all. No. It just sounds like there's a punchline I, coming. I understand why you think that, but not everything that comes out of my mouth is leading up to a punchline. Uh, I, funny how one I joke to has left you with I'm like the, the, the dude the who cried story. Life. Now yeah, I can't yeah. talk because they're just yeah. waiting for me to say something. <laughs> If this doesn't end in a joke, I will be blown away. And we go to the elevators and there's a second floor, but the second floor is only like partial. Okay. So you go out and it's like a balcony that's looking down on the stage and the bar. And it's the length. Like if it's a rectangle, it's the long part, like a patio up on top, but you're still inside. And we get up and then there's nobody up there. He was like, oh, let's just hang out here. So we're the only people up there where the girl running the bar knew we were up there and she keeps coming up and like giving us drinks and being super flirty and like my boys need anything kind of shit. So before we realize it, we've had like a decent amount to drink. Then the bar starts to like fill up with people. It starts to like the regulars come out because it's Saturday and it starts to get busier and busier. Then the band shows up and we're still hanging up top and they start going through all these covers of like... You know, like Journey and ACDC and country covers and stuff. It's it's a bar outside of Indianapolis, but we're having a good time. But we don't realize that now we're packed like no, sardines in this bar. <laughs> it is an entire sea of people below us and above us or behind us as well, because we're we're in the corner, right? So to the to my right is the wall, and to the left is like the handrail for the balcony. Right, because we're we're perched on the balcony with the wall right here, and it's packed like sardines, and we're pretty hammered. Okay, <laughs> come on. So Joe says something, and it made me laugh, and I like hit him on the back, and he accidentally elbowed his drink because there was like a foot of spot where you could put the drink. He elbows the drink, and we watch in slow motion as this like drink is tumbling a through gla- the air. Like a glass? It fell. No, it was it was a plastic cup. Okay. With like ice and, and a little bit left of his drink. We're watching as this thing is tumbling through the air and lands on this guy's shirt below us. Like on his back. Like all down his back, right? He doesn't realize where that drink came from. And he just whips around and starts wailing on this guy behind him. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and we watch this ensue. And then before we know it, I'm serious as a heart attack. The entire bar is fighting. It spread like COVID. Like, (laughs) 
because they were they were throwing elbows and hitting people and they turned around and started and like it just we watched this fight spread throughout the entire bar and the band's playing and all these people are fighting and we're watching it we're watching all of this happen right <laughs> we caused it okay we caused this huge fight and it's packed behind us as well so all those people all want to like see the fight so now everybody's fighting to get to the handrail to like look and see what's going on well the band is still playing while this fight is happening i swear to god every time i hear this song i'm triggered of that night they're playing a dolly parton song (laughs) because the there was two lead singers there was a guy and a girl and the girl had the voice of an angel and she starts singing this dolly parton song while there's a fight and we're up on this balcony and there's all these people like leaning against the handrail trying to see the fight i notice because we're against the wall right we're flat we're flat against the wall we're not in the middle where there's nothing i see that the screws of the handrail stop are starting to like like the handrail is moving because we can see the drywall right there and i can i'm like oh my god because the handrails all these people are like trying to see what's going on and the band's playing dolly parton and there's the fight and there's the people behind us and then the goddamn handrail, the brace at the wall breaks. Did you fall? And I grabbed Joe by his collar. No, man. And I said, Jolene, 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 Jolene. No, man. Knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it, too. I knew it, too. I was going to say You're fired from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. You're fired. You're in charge of the podcast from here on out. You're fired. That was amazing. No wonder it was a 20 minutes. Oh no wonder why you can't God. be trusted with good stories. I'm like, I'm trying to imagine you and Joe hanging out in Indy. Like, I'm trying to get myself. I am fully, I was fully invested in that story. At a certain no, point, there was too shit. many details that it could be. I was oh, like, this that's can't great. be real. Oh. I had a visual going. <laughs> Oh, he, dude, he, he talked he, about he the details of really the bar. Picture. The details of the bar. Yeah. yeah well done. Thank you. <laughs> no, man. I'm going to cut most of it out so it sounds like shit. Oh, please. That was good. That was good. You're welcome. Like five minutes. I spent oh. a lot of time in the car. Good God. Do you oh, say it out man. loud inside the car? Okay. So, like, yeah, start laughing at yourself like yeah, a yeah, psychopath. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do the same Absolutely. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I would do it. Yeah. Did you, you hear Jolene and that's what made you think of it? Oh, I could. thousand percent. Yeah. Came on the radio. And I was like, oh, oh. The Dolly Parton version? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, you started man. so far back. Like, I, I want to know what out. still happened in the story. We used to watch Friends together. We used to be up till 2 in the morning watching. Like, why did you have to go that far <laughs> like, back? I'm sitting here thinking, okay, <laughs> I got to remember all these details to talk yeah. to Joe about this and yeah. be like, how the no, fuck did I not know that you went to a <laughs> no, man. car with Jason? And and the whole thing oh, about my you God. Didn't, he didn't want his family to find out this way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Dude. Well done. Thank you. That was some <laughs> psycho shit. Uh, that was some good. Uncle Joey shit. <laughs> Different Joe. Uncle oh. Joey. Jason oh, yeah, knows yeah. what that means. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm not following that up. Somebody else go. <laughs> I stood up and paced around the whole room twice. <laughs> twice. Wow. Clay. <laughs> it's, that between, was it's between uh, you three. Who's going? Clay, what are you fired up about? Not that anybody's going to care now. Yeah, after that. that was the best story Sorry. I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So anything that I say is uh, yeah. 
you know, not going to work. I am fired up because I am within a month now of my Pittsburgh trip. Now, oh. now, have any of you ever been to Pittsburgh to play some serious disc golf? Pennsylvania? Not to play disc golf. Pittsburgh, no. Pennsylvania. Oh, negative. No. Uh-uh. No. Okay. I've heard it's amazing. It is stellar. Picture Highland Blues mixed with uh, what is the the one up north in uh, what, what, Fairfield Gold. What is word? Wow. Okay. <laughs> what is a word? Okay. Uh, Fairfield Gold. And then put those two together and then put that on steroids. What? There is a lot of elevation. You are playing up and down mountains. Dude. The golf out there is very superior to a lot of different things that yes. I've been accustomed to. Worlds wow. in what year? 2015, yeah. if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, watch some of that coverage. It's pretty intense. However, being there is way bigger than it looks on the camera. That's so- what she said. <laughs> 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 do you know somebody out there or what yeah so Casey um, the Smith. i visit uh, i wish i actually i when i went there last year um uh casey d smith was playing on the same course at northern boundary as i was oh wow uh, i didn't actually see him but by the time we got back to the cars one of the locals said hey that's casey's car it looks like you were playing the same course with an nhl superstar and that's pretty cool because you're also a hockey goalie, correct? I am. I was a goaltender for a little while. It was mostly college days, uh, beer league stuff. You know, it was pretty straightforward, but I was pretty damn good. Well, mostly because I'm big. You know, yeah. I could just kind of Mostly because I'm big. Yeah. You, you don't know, have to really do, do kind of stuff. move a whole lot. You just... so, yeah. So as a goaltender, you know, I, I recognize Casey DeSmith right away. And, you know, yeah. obviously uh, we relate. But uh, back to the Pittsburgh golf is like, yeah, it's big. And I have a friend out there. Maybe you guys have known him. He did live in the Joliet area. His name is Tom Sears. Ah. Do you mean Snake? Snake Sears. I know Snake Tom well. the Snake Sears. I know I heard that name Snakes before. Snakes? Snakes. Snakes. I don't know no Snakes. Snakes. Let's get out of here. Tom the Snake Sears' mom still, like, every uh, six weeks comes to the shop and buys him stuff, checks in with me, and then sends it to him. That's awesome. She's fantastic. That's so Yes. <laughs> I did not yep, know that. I see his mom more than I see him. That's awesome. Is that Mrs. Well, that's because he lives in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. 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 But I have <laughs> seen him. I mean, I'm, when he lived here, he was at the that's, shop all the yeah, time, yeah. So and I've seen him since he's... He yeah. lived in the Juliet area, him, but he was but, yeah. a Skulls guy for through and through. He was one of the original founders, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been a homie for a long time. He is the most chill dude you've ever met in your life. Yes. Uh, well, obviously, being a guy called Snake. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. You know, Snake Pliskin, you know, yeah. call me Snake. Yeah. He's one of those dudes where if his house was burning down in front of him, he'd be like, well. That's hot. That's uh, That sucks, man, because <laughs> my, my bong was in there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, me and a bunch of friends, we go out there and visit him, Brad Johnson. And uh, last year we had Juan Ramos come out, you know, another nice. big sidearm mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we have Vince Remmers, who is also one of the original Skulls founders. He yep. now lives who in also Florida. Moved, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he also moved. Uh, he is taking a flight out to meet us up in Jeez. Memorial Day weekend. That's cool. Yeah, so dude, we, dude. we got the homies out no, there. Man. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a great time. You know, like there's courses out there that you really need to look into. I mean, uh, I think it's called Big Rock University. There's Northern Boundary. Deer Lakes is a very favorite by some of the bigger pros yeah, here in this Deer area. Yeah, Deer Lake is like a, that's the world's course. 
One of them, right? I think it was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple more out there too that are just stellar. I mean, absolutely stellar. So looking forward to driving up there, taking a couple days off work, taking an extended weekend and going there to do that kind of stuff. Is it anywhere near Scranton? No. No idea. Opposite. It's the electric city. I think that's closer to the side, right? Scranton. What? The electric city. But a little fun fact and a really (laughs) funny fact is I'm on my way home last year. There's a town called Big Beaver, Pennsylvania. Hey. And I happened to see the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile in that town <laughs> hey, on, hey, the high, yeah. on the highway. So I got to see a big wiener in Big Beaver, Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> Is so, their motto, it's easy to get in but hard to leave? Yes. <laughs> hey Hey-o. Hey-o. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be sounds a great kick-ass. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said you had a couple other. Is there other things you're fired up about? I do have a couple other things that I'm fired about, uh, up about. I just received in the mail uh, a Delwood magazine. <gasps> yes. You got yours. Made oh, by Lauren Lakeberg. Yes. And oh, it was. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, think I flipped through it just a little bit because I was only home for like about an hour after work today before mm-hmm. I came here. So I, f- I fingered through it really quick and it looks good. I can't wait to read it and see all the details. But, you know, she sent a personal note with mine and I'm sure she did that with everyone else. And that she was just would, so yeah. awesome. That's Clay, a typical Lauren I thing. Just, what, I, what, I, what I want you to feel is that you. <laughs> Just get out there and get after it. <laughs> Just follow your Lauren, heart. what are you doing here? <laughs> How long so, have you been standing behind Sean? So I'm, I'm very I'm very excited to, to read the flip through that and read that, it. And you know, and it's definitely a piece of history. As soon oh, as yeah. I saw that she was coming out with that, I had to buy it. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered to. mine right away. Yeah. Uh, if I would have got mine, that would have been my fired up too. Yeah. I yeah, actually yeah. just listened to the episode where you guys had her on. I cried like a little baby earlier this morning. <laughs> it was a good time. She She'll do was, that to you. Oh, yeah. We got to have her on again. She was yes. so awesome. Yeah. We need to talk about the Delwood Magazine. Well, that's an episode. Topical. That's yeah. going to be an episode. I'm sorry if I brought it up a little too early, but no, we, no. we haven't talked oh, about it. Right yeah. Sheila and I have been corresponding with Lauren every day for what feels like a million years because Lauren is so plugged in all the time doing mm-hmm. anything she's involved in. It is a thousand percent. So we get emails and messages and texts from Lauren constantly. It makes me feel like I'm standing still. She's nuts. Yeah. Like yeah. she truly yeah. is mm-hmm. in, an incredible workaholic. Uh, and not just prolific, but the, like you said, the quality of everything is like, how are you doing so many things that yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. And even with the little note, there came a little sticker of this coolest shot of like the sun beaming through the chains. It, it's, uh, I'm going to put that right on one of my little disc coffins, which are these like little boxes that I make to put your discs in and put in the back of your car. It's another story for another time, but I want one. I made some where you put some of your favorite stickers on. So stay yes. tuned. Very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Speaking of other things you make, we are drinking some of your homebrew. Mm-hmm. Yes, what do you are. call this? This is called caribou slobber. <laughs> <laughs> it is a brown big ale. beaver was taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. I can't. I'll, I'll say before you just tell us what's in it that I rarely drink beer. I am thoroughly enjoying this. Like I really don't go out of my way to drink beer. Usually I'd try it and like politely I'll just be like, oh, it's nice. Mm. This is good. Well, I appreciate really that. like it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's my third batch uh, that me and my partner have made. You know, the first two batches were okay, and then um, some of the uh, some of the other ones since then have not been so good. So luckily, we tried a kind of a different process with this, a different company, and it just came out great. We made five gallons of it, so I kind of had to pawn it off on somebody. You really so have to like it, yeah. Yeah, you you have it's to great. like it. Well, I have to get rid of it. So what's yeah. the what's the <clears throat> notes you were chasing? 
Or you trying to achieve? I have no clue because yeah. they just sent me a piece of paper and a bunch of ingredients. Oh, and I well, made it. And you made it. All and right. Made it. So I'm not. I'm not technically into any of that kind of stuff yet. I don't know any of the information when it comes yeah. to. You got to get the fundamentals. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. like an IKEA, you know, spreadsheet where you just need <laughs> right. to look through the entire thing and make sure you yeah. do it all correctly. Well, it so. starts there, and then you get the nerd out once mm-hmm. you get all the steps down. Yeah, you know? trial and error, yeah. and as you yeah, go yeah. along, then you start learning a little bit like more. Like anything else. Yeah, exactly. For sure. But you know, fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate great. that. I do have a summer ale. It's a summer shandy type lemon shandy. Uh, I did just order all the ingredients, and I do have plan on having those soon. Uh, I'm going to have that created here hopefully by the first week of June. If you guys are still doing podcasts by that time, even if I'm not on the podcast, I'd still love to. If bring we're you guys still a doing the podcast, just yeah. hang yeah. out on the couch along the side, just be your, sure. you know, be your hype man well, or something. After like, that story, beer, we sure. probably we'll peaked. So it's all downhill from <laughs> yeah. here. We might just wrap it up. Jolene, Joe. You hello, yeah. no so that's gonna be another five gallon kit. I'll bring it to you guys. I'll, bring, I'll bring a couple yeah. beers. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> you make a lot of things. I try, man. Well, we're gonna get into more of that a little bit later. I know you got another surprise here with you. Uh, well, we still need to hear from you and Ryan. I abstain. I had too many last week, yeah. or last Epstein's. episode. Yeah, you had exactly. a you're, like you're four fasting. episodes worth. You're so. fasting from Fired Up right now. Yeah. I'll try yeah. to make mine quick, but I do have a backstory with it. So at, here at Callahan Acres, we have mm-hmm. a couple of projects going on, mm-hmm. and I was in need of a dumpster. We're yeah. going to be redoing the bathroom upstairs, right. which is going to require... Ryan, question? We're putting a railing up. Yes, and Joe's involved. So... <laughs> so it'll you know, play in a dolly part it'll be well attached <laughs> to the drywall yeah. so uh we're redoing the bathroom upstairs we also wanted we have the shed in the backyard that sheila and i are slowly going to convert into space for the chickens of course yep. one of which we have named tiny one of them has a name it's the smallest one it is named tiny the other two oh Yes, this is also part of my fired up. Speaking of the shed, I am uh, officially going to name the shed and have named the shed Ed Shedrick. (laughs) (laughs) I was up on the roof of it and there is a Frisbee around here, like an actual Frisbee Frisbee somewhere that I was like, I should get a Frisbee and like attach it, like screw it to the top. So it's always on the, because that was always his Uh, thing was like Frisbee on the roof. Uh, But yeah, Ed Shedrick named the shed. So good. So we have these projects going on and we need things to go into a disposal, right? Uh, go back to like 12 years ago. You Sheila and Joe and I, were watching yeah, Friends. Yeah, Joe and I, he turned 21. <laughs> yeah. uh, when Sheila and I did our first house on Bluff Street, I went to Joliet Disposal because they had, they take away your shit, right? You throw it in the dumpster, they take it away. So I called them and they said it would be like $430 for seven days. And I was like, that's impossible. No one needs a dumpster for only seven days. <laughs> and wants to pay that much money. And wants to pay that much money. But, yep. you know, inflation and you got to account for that. So sure. I said, let me make some phone calls. I'll call you back. And then I'm doing some more Google searching. And there was a place in Homer. And I looked on their site. And then light bulb went off. And I'm like, wait a second. Hold up. I know somebody who has a disposal company, Andrew Weary. And I message him and I say, hey, Andrew, your company, do you guys rent dumpsters? And he responded with, that's literally the only thing that we do. And I was like, okay, well, we're off to a sick start here. Awesome. Uh, Can I get one of those? And he said, uh, yeah, of course, like, I'll get it to you today. No problem. This was after I, I had messaged him and then I called him. So I went to the Facebook page because I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm that Jagoff right now. Andrew has been in the shop a ton, supports Dell with Disc Golf a ton, signs up mm. for all of the tournaments that we do. And I hadn't even followed his company's page on Facebook yet. Oof. Asshole. You pulled a guzzo. 
Yes, pull the guzzo. <laughs> That's him. exactly right. So uh, follow follow the page. And then I hit the uh, call button that's right there, like if you have a business page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it went directly to Andrew. And that's when I started talking to him and telling him what I needed. Hi, Andrew. It's me, Sean Callahan. Hi, Andrew. Uh, it's Sean Callahan from Delwood Disco. And he was like, yeah, what the <laughs> no, fuck do you want, dude? Uh, so within like three hours, there was a dumpster in my drive. Dude. I was trying to explain this to my brother and Nick once I got to the shop after this had all just transpired. And for me, with what I do, like I have a disc golf store, yes, but my job is customer service. My job is take care of people. My job is answer the questions and be there for you with no matter if you need to figure out what unstable means or understable, excuse me, or both, uh, (laughs) you know, or how do I sign up for a tournament? Whatever. That's what I do. I'm helping people all day long. So when I am out in the world and I'm doing business with other companies, I'm looking at everything through a microscope, not to be judgmental and go, I do it better, but because the amount of care I put into everything that I do and every interaction that I have. So when I, I, and I, it's not often that I find great customer service because we live in weird times and everybody's busy and everybody's business is nuts, right? Good enough is good enough. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sure. So... Andrew Weary just took this problem that I had and just said, don't worry about a single no, thing. I'm gotcha. going to make it happen for you. You just let me know when you need that picked up. And uh, I cannot stress how awesome that is enough for a younger dude that I know that could have just left me on red as it has happened many times in the past, handled it. And it was in my driveway. And in I, three hours. In three hours. And it's already taken care of. What's the name of his business again? Redemption, disposal, and recycling. So follow them on Facebook. Yep. Follow them on the platforms. It's Andrew Weary. Mm -hmm. If you've seen that name, last name is W H E R R Y. Super awesome dude. If you have any needs where you need shit gone, it's it's not even a dumpster. It's on wheels. It's a hitch, a dumpster that's on wheels, and it just boom gone. So can't stress it enough. Dude was incredible. Uh, I saw him later on yesterday. He came by the shop and I was just like, yo, that's how you get shit done. Super I want to echo that like for every other service based yeah, thing any, in the yeah, disc exactly. golf community. Yes. If you know somebody who does like that, they do HVAC or they do uh, pressure washing like Tom McMillan. Like, exactly. You know somebody in the disc golf community that does a service, holler at that person before you go to whatever other company, like try to support within the community as much as yep. you can. All that stuff comes back around. It made me feel like an ass that he wasn't my immediate thought. <laughs> he sure. sponsored events and everything. And oh, I just was like, sure. I'm I'm glad that it didn't work out with Juliet Disposal because I will never call anyone else again. What an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out to Andrew. Well said. Dope. All right. Well, since Ryan, you don't have a fired up, that means. You want to bring it up again that I don't have one? Because I had four last time. <clears throat> All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I think we should Snaps. move along. But first, you're sure you don't have a fired up. <laughs> yeah. Ryan. Like, just want to check just in. Off the cuff. You got anything? anything? So bar fired stories. down about it. There was you didn't this, just find those awesome alcoholic. Uh, I didn't want to bring this up. I haven't told anyone about this bar that I was at in Indy. <laughs> yeah, and I witnessed this. Cr- <laughs> Go ahead. It's the new two forty. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's keep things moving. That was a, a really fun fired up session. But let's keep it. Glad moving. I could be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. It's time now for the Cal Hallander rundown. Who's going to do it? Is it yeah. Jason or Sean? I, I mean, I got it if you want. Sheila could do it. <gasps> Sheila could do it. We Ooh, can go. Sheila is in the room. She is shaking please, her head. Please. She says no. All you got to do is read the notes. We can go back and forth. Dude, let's have the chicks Call do it. Call a response. Ooh. Yeah. Tiny, come on. All 
All right, so, baby. it is time for the Calhalander Rundown, brought to you unofficially by DiscGolfScene.com. Come on, Pete. Yes. <laughs> he listens. He really listens. He, he, really, listens. <laughs> he really cares. He really cares. All right, Calhalander Rundown, Spring 3.0. Up next, Workforce Brewing Open 4. It is live. It is mostly full. There are still spots. Get Wait, on it. Are there still spots? Barely. There are still spots. Oh, so you listen to Sean for open? when I do it. Yeah. yeah. I just want to get and a And here's the thing. Even if there isn't spots, get on the wait list. Yeah. Get on the wait list, and then I know that you want to play, and then I will put you in the event. Yeah. Discgolfscene.com, baby. After the Workforce Brewing Open 4, we have Delwood and the Masters of the Canyons. This is a new event this year, and for the first time, we are having a Masters-only event. Alex, do you know what that means? Uh, that is for people that are 40 years of age and older? That's correct. Oh, nice. I thought it meant that Orco will be there. Orco. Oh. Orco. Yeah, well, Orco. I mean, it is themed after He-Man and da, da, ba, 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 the ba, Masters ba, ba, of the Universe. Da, da. He's probably older than 40. Orco? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Way Orco's older. old. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's like a he's like a ghost wizard, wizard or guy. and doesn't have a face. Yeah, that's true. Born ascot though. Can you have age yeah. if you don't have a face? I don't know. He's old. He's old. Do you know the story of He Man? Real quick, tell us that it was a toy first, and then a cartoon, and then they designed. Then the, they had to like at the very last it. minute market these toys and came up with the cartoon. Sure, hundred percent. That's what a lot of the stuff is. My yeah. Little Pony, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, it was a toy a cool first. Rate. There's a uh, Netflix. The Toys That Made Us? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, great episode. I did watch that. Yeah, yeah I forgot that great that was a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. He'd make a great yeah. weed dealer. I have the flower. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little end clip that you put at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many of them already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, Delwood, Mass of the Canyons, there are still spots uh, in pro and M divisions, but it is filling fast, so get on that. Discgolfscene.com. Come on, Pete. After... Masters, we have Clash of the Canyons, both Am and Pro. Uh, both the weekends are live, full, with maybe a couple spots. Again, get on that wait list, and I will get you in the event. Last do, but, do you need please, volunteers? We are definitely going to need volunteers uh, for Pro Weekend, and we will definitely, Sheila, be posting about that soon. Yeah. We have a lot of time. I mean, July 22nd feels like it might as well be December 25th at this point. Merry Christmas. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it'll be the here in like three days. Ring. It will, but it's hard. So here's the thing. It's funny because I owe like, of course, that's a big focus, but there are still like, we just got done with TDTC. We have workforce brewing coming up. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to put focus completely sure. on that yet sure. when it still seems so far away. Yeah, and everybody always ends up being like, we've had the dates out there for everybody for mm-hmm. a while now. So I, even though we haven't posted those details, Everybody's kind of waiting for when those details come out and yeah. everybody will hopefully, we love you all, uh, come and uh, lend a hand. So that'll be great. Cool. Um, last but not least, Monday nights at KLM, Disc Golf Chicago. <gasps> Ever heard of heard them? Of them? Uh, they will be doing their Sunset Dubs League. Sign up start at 6.15 and tee off is at 7. Uh, how much does it cost, Alex? It is 10 bucks all in. Uh, well, you need a tag. Uh, but yeah, 10 bucks to play. $4 goes to the payouts. $2 goes to cash TTPs. $2 goes to the ace pot. $2 goes to Disc Golf Chicago. Amazing. Uh, $132 in the ace pot right now. Ooh, come get that money. DDG bag tags on Saturday mornings until June. Once tournament season kicks off, we are going to slow down tags a little bit. $10 for tags, 15 to play, 10 a.m. Sign up, 11 a.m. 
tee off. And also, Mr. Leo Doc Borowski uh, is starting up Trinity Bag Tags. That's been going on for a couple of weeks now over at Trinity Links. It is closed, but open on Sunday mornings. So uh, this is your opportunity to get over there and play the course. It's been closed for two years. Cough, cough. And uh, get practice in for uh, Workforce Brewing Open 4 and beyond. Tags are 15. The round is 10. And that includes ACE and CTP. Signups start between 10 and 11. And tee off is around 11.15. Oh, yeah. That is your oh Clay question. May I please ask for a bonus round Clay Hallander uh, Clay breakdown? Yes, yes, sir. Clay, yes, sir. Clay, Clay Hallander Linder. breakdown. Take the mic. Claylander. Claylander. Uh, there is also something called Fermi League. There can only Ooh. be one. It's on Monday nights at Crest Creek Farm in West Chicago. Ooh. It's ten dollars to play. Fifteen dollars is all in for the Ace Pot and High Roller CTP. Ace Pot is currently at $500. Get the fuck out of here. And I have something new called the Eagle Club that is currently up to $187. That is something where if you can take a two, an Eagle, on a par four, which we have plenty at Crest Creek. Yes. If you take a two on any of those, you take home the pot with that. I'm skipping Ooh. Sunset Dubs. I want to come win that 500. Come on out right. anytime, baby. <laughs> so I just want to do a little selfish yeah, plug yeah. if that's okay. Sick. Ooh, no, uh, I have another thing to add on top of that, too. Ooh, uh, ooh. On, um, Just one up and okay. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a, also it's, on Monday nights. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, Saturday morning, our match play league is starting up. It's a five week thing. You only need to go to one of the five weeks to get an invitation to the Chicagoland Showdown, which is a single day match play tournament, four rounds of nine. You're going to get uh, randomly paired up with people every week that you show up, and then it's like a bracket style tournament a match play tournament at the showdown and you are playing for championship belts we did it last year it was a lot of fun people really liked it people have asked a lot of questions about it this year just know you can sign up on disc golf scene ahead of time or you can just show up on the day of i put the signups on disc golf scene so that i could get an idea of who was coming ahead of time yeah really helpful if you do that but uh, all you need to do is show up to one of those events if you want to get an invitation to the showdown invitation oh, yeah. huh oh yeah, yeah. Mm. jason, jason. Question. Can I add to the Callahallander rundown? Please, yes, I got please. something too. Yes. So uh, a couple of years ago, me and Stop. Jo- no, <laughs> Stop. no. You know uh, needs I to go, to- the Callahallander rundown needs to start including bag of tricks. It's yeah, a Callahander. It's a Callahander. Yeah, you know, you know it does. We'll do that next time because tonight. Well, this is kind of bag of tricks related. Actually, I want to bring up that uh, when Aquino's movie uh, premieres. Yes. The, oh, I'll be yes. there the day that Schlitz we Creek. drop this episode, right? Schlitz Creek. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're gonna drop it on the sixth. Yes. Uh, I will be bookending the event. Uh, I'm going to be up on stage doing some stuff at the beginning of the event. Naked. And then uh, shirtless. Yes. Doing shirtless. God. Well, yeah. I, if the Amazon order comes in <laughs> in time, I will have assless chaps. But I will be bookending the event. So I'll be doing something at the beginning of the night. And then I'm doing uh, disc golf trivia at the end of the night as well. Hell so, yes. Uh, Sick. Listen to this and then head on down to Lockport and... Go to the Roxy and and come watch I've, Slits Creek. And signing I've autographs. to add him to the Callahan and Rondo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. May 6th. Yeah. There are PM. still tickets available Roxy. for that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, I mean, he's done well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's a movie yeah. poster That's outside. the big There's, time right there. Yep. He's got asses what, like and seats. Like, 15 bucks? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like no, that's a no-brainer. That's yeah. how much it yeah. costs to go to the movie theaters anyway. Right, right. A, a movie, and, and this, and some entertainment, and there's going to be drinks. drinks. I, don't, I don't know what the price is going to be. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be. And be it's great. Dan Schlitter. Be a good Are you time. kidding me? Dan Schlitter. Freaking 
Good Dan Schlitt. Schlitter. Schlitter is full. The Schlitters. Thank you. That is yeah. a great name, isn't it? Yeah. We Ryan, need to only on have that. real fans on the yeah, show. Right? Because you are making on. us yeah. very yeah. happy. Tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm a little bit of a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start that. Uh, you know how Howard Stern has the after show thing? Uh, yes. Me and Clay are going to start a, an after show thing. A spinoff? Where, sure. Yeah, a spinoff where it's just the two of us. We're going to need to start getting a bunch references of references. All the jokes that I made. I'll sit back and just laugh at that. Who would be in the Unstable Discourse? It's like a Joni Loves Chachi situation. exactly. You know what the whack pack is, right? Oh. Like uh, the Howard Stern, like all the weirdos that like get featured on all the random oh. episodes, like the whack pack. They're just like mm-hmm. the crazy people that just come by from time to time. Yeah. Who would be in the <laughs> unstable discourse whack pack? You mentioned my Alex, I, really I feel upset. like it would definitely be <laughs> Lauren Lakeberg first and foremost, just because. But not the actual Lauren Lakeberg, Sean's version. The, of the crazy Lakeberg. version. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say dialed Mitch, up to eleven. One. Mitch DePiro can be in the whack pack. Uh, Jackie T Horns, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Right. Whack pack. Right. Nick yes. and Nikki would yeah. be here. Nick and Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick and Nikki. Yeah. The train outside of nine three three. He's a big fan. <laughs> Blows his whistle every time we're there. And uh, Crystal, the magical cleaning lady <laughs> that's right yes, yes. dude <laughs> yeah she would be here pat richard's mom <laughs> pat richard. yeah yeah oh yeah and fakeb fakeb would be here fakeb <laughs> and woody harrelson uh, oh yeah, yeah the yeah. tree that's yeah. right yeah. yeah i'm glad we went down I mean, this little yeah. route that makes up a that makes up a motley crew yeah. Yeah. Before we get to uh, the sponsors, which happens before the Bangers and Mash, mm-hmm. I wanted to do a local route shout out, kind of throw back to last season. You guys are going to enjoy this. So at Sunset Dubs this week, I was playing on a card with David Pena, Chris Nielsen. And I was Cali, so it was only three of us. Mm. We played the whole round. Great card. Great time. And on our way back to like turning in our, our scores, Chris was like, hey, man, I wanted to tell you something. Just so you know, Unstable Discourse got me back into disc golf after like many years of not playing. And I was Stop like, "Stop it! what? How, how did that happen? And he was like, so, you know, I played in college. Then I moved to Chicago. I just kind of stopped playing. And then the Philo Albatross shot went viral. So he saw that and he was like, that's crazy. I forgot I love disc golf. So then he just Googled disc golf in Chicago. He finds disc golf Chicago's website on the disc golf Chicago's website is a link to the podcast. He starts listening to the podcast and he goes, I'm going to start disc golfing again. So we played a whole round together. Who is this again? Chris? His name is Chris Nielsen. Nielsen. Okay. Very cool guy. But uh, it was like such a highlight. It was to hear that really warmed mm -hmm. my heart. Uh, So shout out to you, Chris. Thanks. If he really knew who we really were. What a bummer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just thank you for sharing that with me. That that made me really happy. And that's uh, awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. And All on right. that note, right, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. Right, right now. Hey guys, it's Andy O'Day. You know me as AO, the mortgage pro, your favorite disc golfing mortgage broker. If you are looking to refinance, now is the time to go over those numbers to see what's going to make the most sense for you. If you're looking to purchase, whether now or in the next maybe 18 months, let's develop that game plan. So when the time comes, you're going to be ready to go. You guys know how to reach me on all the social media platforms, AO, the mortgage pro. If you guys mention unstable discourse, when you call me, you will get a free travel basket after closing. And now you can find me on Spotify and Apple podcasts. We are live now episode zero of amortize this talking all things real estate and all things mortgages i look forward to speaking to you guys and hopefully i'll see you on the course hey disc golf family it's andrew weary with redemption disposal and recycling if you need a dumpster we are your go-to local contact are you getting a new roof remodeling your house or doing some landscaping maybe you're just looking to get rid of the old junk to make room for your new hyzer racks and disc golf gear Redemption Disposal standard size dumpsters are large enough for most jobs. The 15-yard dump trailers are on regular tires and hauled by standard pickup trucks, helping avoid any damage to surfaces, allowing for tight maneuvering, and the compact style helps minimize any inconvenience to homeowners. 
Our convenient and speedy service is unmatched, all at a competitive price. You can find us on Facebook at Redemption Disposal or email admin at redemptiondisposal.com. We look forward to helping you out with your future projects, but until then, we'll see you out on the course. Listen to Unstable Discourse on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or right from unstablediscourse.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have the time, leave us a rating and review, or just tell a friend. It helps the podcast get to more listeners. And we're back, and it is time for the Bangers and Mash. And as is tradition so far in this season, we cannot start until we hear you do an English accent saying bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Oh, that's pretty good. That's right. acceptable. Yes. Acceptable. Acceptable, yeah. mate. All right. Yeah. No, Man- no it's Australian. It's Australian. All right. <laughs> and, uh, so better, hard. Better Seems than... always kind of trill that way. Being white is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Guzzo went like Cuban on his. Yeah. yeah. Man. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Man is a mash. Man, man is a mash. Man. Uh, so for, for the bangers and mash on this episode, we're going to talk about uh, a particular situation that you guys just ran into with a big tournament you were we were working on. I don't want to be the one to kind of lay out the whole story. I feel like you're the better person for that. So we'll, we'll cover that. Uh, and I'd also like to hear a little bit about the Skulls Brotherhood. Um, and of course, you know, how you got into disc golf. Sure. No. Oh, nope. oh, you want to hear that? That's sneaky. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, no. let's let's start off all the way from the beginning, I guess. I, um, really, where I want to start is with this guy to my left. Ryan has had, he brought this up like while we were doing the last episode that this would be a great topic. So, you know, you've got some stuff you wanted to you know get into. I guess a couple of weeks ago, there was some Facebook drama on Greater Juliet page and it brought up a good point because there were some questions about why disc golf tournaments were not 40 bucks anymore and they were 60 bucks, they were 65, they were whatever. Why are they more expensive all of a sudden? What are we getting for that extra money? And the words greedy came up, the word, you know, like, and I don't think anything was meant with ill intent, but it kind of how do I say highlighted it? some like lack of understanding from yes. players. It highlighted yes. some lack of understanding. It also just irked me slightly because of all the time and the money that we personally put in and the hours and everything to use the term greedy in any fashion, even if it is facetiously, that hit a little to the core. And so from that moment, I started paying attention to the tournament that we were currently running and logging every single thing and every single cost and everything that we had done through that specific tournament, which happens to be basically every tournament we run. And I wanted to kind of break it down and show everyone what it takes what the costs are, what the payouts are, and how much money we actually make. Spoilers, it's negative money. (laughs) So I kind of wrote it down as we went. So first off, $40 tournament in 2002 is equivalent to a $59 tournament in 2022. Wow. So inflation takes care of the whole issue because we include CTPs for five bucks. So take that out and it's a $60 tournament. We're a wash. Yes. You're paying the same amount as you were 20 years ago. You got to so, account for inflation. Yeah. The argument is basically over at that point, but let's go into it otherwise, right? Further. Sure. Yeah. Let's get into it. Where's the money going when you pay 65 bucks? Well, five bucks goes into an automatic CTP, which everyone qualifies for. And that means that we lay out $100 CTPs, 10 of them usually. Yes. Many of them. And the fun fact about that is there's never quite $1,000 in that. So guess who fronts the rest of the money? We do. We just throw the rest in until it's $1,000. So there's a couple bucks, but that's neither here nor there. So there's sanctioning fees 
also by the PDGA. There's a $50 sanctioning fee right off the top, and it's $2 a player. So that comes right off the top. So that's about $58 left. $3 goes to the Greater Juliet Tour Series Finals. So if you are in the finals, that $3 helps to go to the payouts at the end of the season because it's a tour series Mm -hmm. if you are playing in that tour series. Which in this case is a cash payout. Which is a cash payout. Not funny money. Right. Cash. Total cash payout. So you get it right back. So that's about 55 bucks. Uh, $2 goes to the delis at the end of the year, which if you were at the delis last year, you know it was off the hook. I can't believe a lot of the people missed it. It was standing room only anyway. But uh, it was amazing, and we can't wait to have it again. Absolutely worth the money that we put into it, even though we put a lot more than we fundraised again. Uh, But that is uh, the $2 for that. Player packs vary, but they always include at least one disc and an equivalent item of like a T-shirt or a hat or something like that, right? So that's what, uh, 20, 22, 25 bucks worth, right? So at the end of all of that, you have 24 to 28 bucks left. And that goes directly to payouts. Whether you are an am or a pro. You haven't even mentioned trophies. I include that in player packs. Like the trophy cost per person goes to like just a couple bucks a piece. But that, I include that in player packs. But yes, thank you. Trophy costs as well. But at the end of the day, everything that is not been paid for goes to payouts. Cash for MPO and FPO and MP50 and MP40, and then funny money for the AMs. So there is no money left for us to keep or to do anything else with, right? It all goes to it. If you're talking about value and what you get for your tournament, C tiers aren't even required to give player packs. Mm -hmm. We could say, give us 60 bucks, you get to play. Right. Thanks for coming out. But we don't. We always give dope player packs. Our last C tier was a premium disc and a long sleeve t-shirt. Yep. Not even a junk long sleeve t-shirt, but a really nice one. So $40 retail retail value. Yeah. So that's crazy, right? When it was $40 tournaments 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, what were you getting for the value of your tournament? Right. You were getting a DX shark and a sticker and saying, thanks for coming. Right. Go play. And a handmade trophy. Mm-hmm. Right. And a handmade trophy. It really bothers me the more I think about it and the more people don't consider what goes into it and what they get out of these tournaments. Cost versus retail is another one. When we do the financials, Doc and I sit down and we enter everything in per the PDGA on the back end of their website of each tournament. We do it the same way every single time. And what it asks for player pack value, this is my favorite thing, is retail value. So when we buy 100, 200, 300 discs for a tournament, we get them in bulk pricing because of how many we buy. Anybody would, right? But Sean does especially because he runs a business. But when we add the value of those to the back end of the tournament, we put the the wholesale price. price. We could say that that premium disc is worth 20 bucks. So your player pack value is 20 bucks. And we could say that that long sleeve premium t-shirt is 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. So the value is $25. So your player pack is worth 45 bucks. And so then your payouts are 12 bucks a person. Boo hoo. Guess who pockets the money? We would, but we don't. We put the wholesale value. And if I am printing the t-shirts, I usually discount them even more because I'm printing them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you get a bomb t-shirt or whatever it is for less than you would wholesale 
and we don't make a dime on it. Mm -hmm. And so your payouts are huge and you get those things. So when you consider when you go anywhere else for a tournament, are they giving you the retail value in your player pack when they put in the financials? Are they giving you the wholesale? Are they skating a couple dollars? I'm not knocking them if they want to make a couple bucks as a TD. I don't blame them one bit. I think people should if they want to and they need to and they put the time in and they think it's worth it. Yeah. But I'm saying we don't. Yes. And so, if, you, if you want to play really high quality events and and have things like the delis and have things that like pushes the sport forward and does things that you've never seen in disc golf before. Right. you got to throw a couple bucks in. $2? Like, come on. Right. Yeah. And that well, so you haven't even talked about like you guys supply water at all the tournaments. That's like, what I was just going to get into. The, okay. the things that we generally don't take into consideration. When we did the tournament director team challenge the other day, I was over here on Friday and we printed out reams and reams of paper. They do that every every time there's a tournament, Sean and Sheila do. They probably don't take the costs of that paper into consideration. It's small, but it adds up over the year, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Water on the course, when there's always water on the course, or if you're playing, there's water in the cooler at Delwood that they always give out. Flags. All of all those the assets. Yeah, right. all of those assets. Spray paint. We don't even we don't even consider, right? And so a lot of that is really frustrating for me to see when somebody's like 65 bucks. Where's that going? Yeah. It's going to you. That's where they go. Where's that money going? It's going to you. you. Yeah. <laughs> you bitch. And, not, and, and I'm going to interrupt here real quick. No, please. This is not an outline we have come up with. This like, is as per the PDGA. Yeah. Yeah. In order to make it a sanctioned event, which most people will say that that's how it feels real because they think that unsanctioned events don't count, Yeah, uh, the PDGA has to be involved and they're mm-hmm. dictating to us everything that we have to do based mm-hmm. on tier. Yeah. It's not our guidelines. And it's even theirs. within that, again, like if a TD wanted to take $3 out per person and keep it, they- say, I've been putting in hundreds of hours to sure. make sure this event is good for everybody Yeah, and I'm doing it for free. Yeah. But you know, maybe I'll take $2 for myself for all my time and effort. And you can do that within the PDGA back end. But you don't. You can, but we do not. We don't do that. And so when we add up all of the, let's say, three to five people for two full weekend days, we're usually there 12, 13 hours, let's say 24 total hours times five people. Even if we took $10 per player out, Doc and I calculated that out the other day, and we would be making like four bucks an hour. Yeah. I'm not working for that. Half of minimum wage. That's not <laughs> yeah. even Less worth the trouble, yeah. Yeah. right? And so you might think that a tournament director is greedy. I want you to consider what you're getting and what the tournament directors have done and what they've put into it and what your player pack looks like. Things like when you go to Ledgestone and you get a cart or a rangefinder. Yeah. And you're thinking, man, I don't even have to play. I got my value in the rangefinder. Exactly. Well, there you go. You've got nothing to complain about. It's the same in our situation too. When we get into Clay's stuff, it, it hits even harder when you right. consider what the tournament directors go into and what they put into it and what they give. So the the transition here is if a player who's been a disc golfer who's been playing for years and understands what it costs to play and generally what they get back, mm-hmm. they still don't understand really what's going on financially. How do you expect a park district who does not play disc golf and does not understand what's happening at a tournament? Yeah. Of course they don't understand what's happening financially behind the scenes. And that brings us to the situation that you guys have just been dealing with. Yeah. I And I can understand, and I'll let you get into it, but 
when you look at things like disc golf scene and you look at, okay, it's 60 bucks a person or 50 bucks a person and there's 200 people in it. Wait, they're making thousands of dollars on this, but they don't see the back end costs and they don't see the payouts and they don't see any of that. And that's initially that could be confusing. And that's exactly what I was going to get into is that not only do you need to have the players understand what they're getting for this at this pay in is also what the park districts expect out of something like this. In my particular situation, uh, we run a particular tournament and these new employees- You have for several years. Yes. We've been a part of it. Yes. Yeah, so awesome. I can go back to that and start off from the very beginning is that uh, the Skulls Disc Golf Brotherhood has been running the Main Street Mandatory at West Main Park in Batavia, Illinois, since 2014. Mm -hmm. Started by David Reed, as far as I understand. And it's been happening for a number of years. And since he moved away and since he passed away, we've had numerous other TDs fill in for those spots ever since. The only one year that we couldn't do it was 2020 due to COVID. COVID. And with this relationship that we've had with the park district over the years has been pretty straightforward for the most part. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you say straightforward, what does that even mean? Like they just say, yeah, you guys can do a tournament or like what? Basically. You, so you go to the park district and say, hey, we want to do a tournament. Is that yeah. okay? Like, Yeah. It's, that, it's always it? been like that particular process. You go into it a couple months before and you say, hey, we want to rent out this course. Your website clearly says that it's $100 to rent out the course. They say, okay, here's the charge. We'll take you through a credit card or whatever it is. Check. And we pay the $100. We go out there. We make our tournament for one day. No big deal. Mm -hmm. So the particular problem that we've had this year is that we went through the exact same process that we always have. We start up usually in wintertime when there's nothing going on. We go in, we make these particular plans. We go to DGC.com. Come on, Pete. Uh, we <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we make everything roll that way. And we go to the park district and we say, hey, we're going to run the tournament on this particular day. It's $100 to do it. No big deal. This year has been particularly uh, a, a challenge due to a couple of, I, I guess, newer uh, newer employees within the rec staff over there. Okay. And it's understandable to say this just without having the exact information is that park districts are usually pretty much uh, struggling this time uh, since COVID and all that kind of stuff. A lot park of districts parks, have never not been struggling. Exactly. Like they, yeah. The, no, they're but, not making money, really. But since post-COVID, it's definitely been a little bit worse. So they're sure. trying to find every single way they can to make an extra buck. Sure. And so they can make their resumes just look a little bit well, better. Well, and newer employees want to make some waves. They want to make a splash. Uh, yeah. They want to make a splash, yeah. and they want to make, you know be known that, uh, hey, we did this particular program, and we made X amount of dollars on this, so we're awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, promote me. Or saved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this particular year... Uh, we've been contacted uh, through numerous employees of the rec department of the Batavia Park District. Basically, they found a way to get onto discgolfscene.com. Come on. www.discgolfscene.com. <laughs> and they found our numbers and they realized, oh, it's 40, 45, 50 bucks per person. You're getting about $4,000 for this entire thing. Yeah, we want 60, 40% of all that. And now you have to rent out the course for $500. Did you say good 60% of zero is zero? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so this is one of those yeah. particular situations we'll where you need to inform them. You need to bring them back yeah. to reality mm -hmm. and you need to inform them that, hey, we're not making a dime on this, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is all going right back to the players. And it's been like that forever. Usually 
the amount of money that we bring back after everything and the day is done, we have just about a hundred dollars to give you for that course to rent out for the day. <laughs> right, sure. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, right. So we're not just pulling stuff out of our ass to give you 60, 40% of four grand or five grand, whatever it is. Right. That's just not possible. You're already giving your time and effort and in like yourself to make the event. Are you expected to also go out of pocket to pay to have the event? It's just not in the cards, you know, like, especially at that level, mm-hmm. $500 plus yeah. half of what we're taking in. Yeah. Which means if you were to continue to try and do the event, you pretty much can't do payouts or you can't do players packs. Mm-hmm. So why would a player want to be in it? Exactly. So with where we're explaining this to kind of stuff to the park district, they just don't want to understand They don't want to learn about this kind of stuff because anybody who's out there who's trying to become a tournament director or be involved with trying to grow the community is that if you want to go to the particular park district, you need to inform them. You need to let them know what we're about and how we do these things. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we've tried to do with Batavia Park District. You sat down and had like meetings with them. Not necessarily. It's more Skype and email, phone-based and stuff like that. I would love to sit down with them because you you guys know me pretty well. I'm I'm pretty well-spoken as far as I was concerned. And I I think you you did not have an in-person meeting. I thought you did. I thought that was the... It's mostly Skype since COVID. Skype is in person. Yeah, I guess. So uh, I'll, I'll get to that nut here in a second. Back to what I'm saying is that they need to understand what we're doing here. They want to make a profit off of it, but that's not what they're necessarily looking for. In this case, they're just so stonewalled that they need to get what they want. And then from there, can I ask you about, don't you guys also help to maintain the course in some level? There is no understanding that is written down. You can edit this out if you want or not. But off the record, uh, I have been out there with multiple of my fellow disc golfers trimming up a bunch of invasive species out there, which is technically overtaking that entire course. Mm. So uh, if, if I could explain West Main Park and Batavia really quick, just to kind of give you guys a gist, is that uh, it is based on an old tree farm. West Main Park is one of those places that you don't want to necessarily enjoy your day of a good disc golf course because it will just beat you down to a pulp. Really? And that's pretty awesome because it gives you that challenge. Sure. It's like I said, based on an old tree farm, there's rows and timbers of all these beautiful birch trees, spruce, honey locust, maple, pear trees, you name it. They're all out there. And everything outside of those is completely overgrown with these horrible invasive species like vines, invasive thorns, buckthorn, Honeysuckle. You're not into buckthorn? I hate buckthorn. Okay. Everyone hates buckthorn in my, in my business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With that being a separate subject, we've gone to this we've gone to the Batavia Park District multiple times saying, Hey, can you please fix your course? We'd like to make some funds to actually get some tea pads because it doesn't have any tea pads in there. It's just you're throwing from the mud and oh, muck wow. and stuff like that. It's pretty hardcore, but it's one of those particular places that an even score. You shoot an even par, that's 950 rated. So it's a pretty difficult course. And if you have a good day there, you can have a good day anywhere else in the Chicagoland area. And I got to check it out. I've never played it. It's a great place. It's a great place. You only have about two, three more weeks before everything gets grown in because it's virtually unplayable in the summertime. Wow. I usually start playing there about October 31st. And usually our last week of actually playing it is the Main Street Mandatory that we run every spring. Mm-hmm. And we've gone into this particular subject. 
And this is one of those things where we just go into our routine. Hey, Batavia Park District, we're going to run this particular tournament. It's the best time of the year to run this tournament at your course because after that, it sucks. So hold on. We've skipped over a really important part here because sure. wasn't the event supposed to be happening like really soon? The Saturday. In April two days. 30th. Yeah. And is it going to happen? No. And they didn't let you know about this expectation until... Uh, about two weeks ago. All the players have already signed up. Mm-hmm. Had, and you probably have, if not ordered trophies and shirts and everything, you at least had like, oh man, had you already your shirt guy things? was livid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My shirt guy was not your happy shirt about guy anything was super like this. Pissed. We had to keep him on the line yeah. just to make sure that everything was going yeah. down. He but, sent him some big retainers just to keep him for next year. Oh yeah. man. So yeah. I thought this I was wish. just a, going, going to be another bump in the road because Batavia Park District has been pretty difficult to work with, although we have been successfully doing this tournament from year to year, but they can switch on a dime. Sure. And this particular year, they wanted to switch on that dime. And it came down to the point where Mark Zals, great man, he has worked so hard on getting this particular tournament done. He mm-hmm. is the TD. I am the assistant TD. Assistant and I'm just to the kind TD. Of, yeah, assistant to the TD. Yeah. And I'm just kind of the guy on the sidelines. I'm the hype guy when the day comes. You know, I, I do all of the player meetings uh, on a, a tea time basis, you know, every 10 minutes. I'm uh, happy to do that. And then I go out and play myself because I like to do that. Smart myself. man. You know, yeah, Got to go out there and whip somebody's ass. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of the guy on the sidelines during this entire thing. And sure. Mark will kind of just text or call me being like, dude, they're doing this or they're doing that. And I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Maybe you should say this. Yeah. And they'll come back. And then I finally got a phone call where Mark was almost in tears. And he's like, dude, I don't know if we can do this particular tournament. They're basically uh, threatening that it's Extorting federally. You. Yeah. Extortion. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll get there. They're basically threatening that it's federally illegal to run an event on government property for money. So they, that was the first kind of threat. So okay. you need to have all this particular uh, red tape to jump through and hoops to jump through huh. in order to get this done. Hmm. So that was kind of the first thing. It's like, well, that's never been an excuse before because we've been running this tournament now for eight years. And like, why are you bringing it up now kind of thing? Yeah. Did you guys talk about potentially just not doing payouts? Would that solve the problem? Not necessarily. And that would be really rude to all the players because sure, we like to stick to the same format that we've done for years. It's it's gold that we've been, you know, of course, that's what, well, that's what every disc golfer expects. Yeah, exactly. That's just, and the exactly. PDGA guidelines require mm-hmm. Road, yeah. that too. Exactly. And, it's a public park. <laughs> yeah. You know, Which is funded like, by yeah. what? Yeah. Taxpayers. Yeah. Taxpayers. Yeah. That's right. us. All of them. That's us. Yeah. So it's gone down, you know, to that point where it, it seems like they just don't want us for that particular reason. And that's no big deal. So the original person pushes it off to his bosses from there. And they originally have the Skype meeting with Mark, uh, which happened. And then he gave me a call basically in tears. And they basically uh, came down to the point where, okay, we want 60-40 profit. We want $500 down for the course, which we don't nearly have anywhere near that amount. Sure. And they were appalled that we scheduled the tournament and had everyone sign up before they had permission. We asked you guys months in advance, and you never even got back to us via email saying anything. Now, on top of that, you never gave us some information beforehand saying, hey, we're going to up our prices for renting out this particular park, anything like that. There is nothing that's been said before this. Mm -hmm. So they're just making and generating all the excuses just not to have us. In their eyes, we're just a bunch of stoner disc golfers that don't give a shit about the particular land. And to them, 
baseball and other things that fill up the particular parking lot are way more important. They probably make money off of baseball. Absolutely. As Mm -hmm. a park district employee, I can relate to that, that baseball generates a hell of a load of money for them. Understandable. That parking lot's not that small. Okay. Okay. So they came to us with uh, the $500 rental and all that kind of stuff. And they wanted to make sure that we reschedule to a different date, which is very hard to do through PDG. Can't do it now. Again, yeah. You're bringing in PDGA guidelines. The tournament season was dictated to all the TDs last November. In November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not something you could just easily switch. Yeah. Not like something we could switch, especially like, Hold 10 up, days. Wait a and they're yeah. probably banking on that fact. Yeah. 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 So to us, it just sounds like they don't need us. They don't want us. They don't want to deal with us. The course has been in rough shape now for a number of years. That's why we're out there particularly cutting a bunch of stuff just to make sure that it's at least playable for these people. Sure. I have put in a quote unquote threat, if you will, to go to the board of directors, which they have on the third Tuesday of every single month at the Batavia. It's I think it's at the Civic Center or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? I <laughs> sent out all these emails and not a single reply after they just shit all over Mark. And uh, 20 minutes before the board meeting, they finally got back to me saying, we just cannot do this on this date. We have baseball tournaments. We cannot fill up this lot. If you come into the meeting, we'll basically just say the same thing and ask you to leave. Damn. So at a public at a public meeting at a public hearing. Yeah, they can't do that. No. So my big problem at the particular moment was it was just me. Mark was out doing a union meeting. I I didn't want to uh, sound the alarm to all the players because technically the tournament was still going on in their eyes. So I didn't want to say how many hey, players. I want to say about eighty-eight to one hundred. Yeah. Those um, meetings that they have on those Tuesdays mm-hmm. are so the public Open can forum. attend yes. to find out what they're doing yes. with the public's money. So I had to send in an email. It's literally what the meetings are for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to send in an email prior to uh, have a particular subject approved so you're not just some se- a psycho wacko to go in there and bring up some weird subject and they just kind of were like, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. It, it was actually to the same lady that I've been uh, sending emails to and not getting replied, which is the director of parks and recreation there. I mean, the head mm-hmm. honcho, the director. Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope. Yeah. Yes, the Leslie Nope. She comes back to me 20 minutes before and gives me that whole spiel. And I, I'm basically sitting there in the parking lot like, I, I, I don't want to go in there. Now, if I had numbers and I would have let people know, we would have gone in there 30 strong. You know, we probably could have worked something out. Um, but that just wasn't necessarily the case. So you hear all of these particular excuses within crunch time of the tournament to where the basic conclusion is, is they just don't want us. And that is extremely heartbreaking to be. A it's part. heartbreaking for like a dozen reasons. And one of the things you left out is after David Reed passed away, this event kind of became like a memorial to him. Absolutely. Something he was very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And all these people are coming together to make sure his honor, his memory is like preserved and, you know, he continues to live on and be part of the community. Absolutely. And that that's you know one of the bigger reasons I could see why Mark would be really heartbroken about this. Mark and Dave were a lot closer than I was with Dave. And sure. uh, Dave welcomed me in with open arms. And I was just so absolutely thankful that, you know, he ran a particular um, league and club that was just open to anybody and everybody. And he made it cool. You know, we did sanction leagues every Sunday. And, you know, he he really had a good head on his shoulders as far as running disc golf programs, tournaments, leagues, you name it. Sure. So as, once he moved away, that kind of sucked because then we were just kind of on our own. We had to kind of build the blocks back up from him. And then all of a sudden he has a heart attack, mm. 48 years old. 
So that was just the the ultimate bummer when it came to something like that. And it, now we no longer have somebody to kind of help guide us even through the telephone of how to work these waters. Sure. So we've worked these waters as best as we could up until recently. And now it's just completely blown out of the water. Do you have plans to go to the next board meeting then next month? I certainly would like to. Um, I, I think I would you owe it need- to yourselves and to the club and to the tournament, whether or not it's there. Yeah. To go and and speak about it because yeah. I I think that's appalling and I think you're dead on the money. They were just. It sounds like every excuse was made just to keep you from having the tournament. Just to have at a all. couple of little kids play a baseball game right down right on the other side of the parking lot. You know, right. It, yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, because the kids pay 120 bucks. Oh, a they, season, they got some big money, you know, yeah. to play baseball. And half of that probably goes to the parks just to have it there. Easily. And so, when you consider how many weeks each of these leagues are and all of the different sports, this is a one day event. Yeah. It shouldn't even be a blip on the radar. Not at all. Not at all. Right. So, and considering how much money, let's say they even take, they take 60% of 4,000 bucks was that $2,400, whatever like that, it is, yeah. right? 2400 bucks to them? It's got to be nothing. next to nothing. Mm-hmm, what is right. the what is the effort put in getting them? Mm-hmm. So what is the point of being a public worker, working for the public? Sure. When all you're seeing is money signs in your eyes. Right, yeah. So all you want to do is just make that profit rather than make the general public. You're supposed to <laughs> build the community. Build the yeah, community. exactly. Build, give the community something to do outside to enjoy right. the the land that they pay taxes to maintain. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, a downward spiral because if they were more open to that, building the community and building the disc golf community within that, mm-hmm. you'd be more apt to go out and maintain the course and have park days and have things like that. I, it would feed itself to a point where everybody could thrive and be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going in exactly the opposite direction. Yeah. Well, yeah. there needs to be law and order put into place as well, because it's all about the friends being there. Seinfeld. I thought we were saying sentences that had NBC sitcoms in them. <laughs> I get it. Damn. I get it. So, so I get it. So I guess it's uh, coming up this Saturday. You know, today's <laughs> Thursday. I guess the uh, it's a bittersweet thing because uh, it is supposed to be just ninety percent thunderstorms this weekend, and I just hope they don't even have the no, uh, baseball, baseball tournament this sure, weekend. Sure. Yeah. Just to rain them out anyway. So is that one of the big things? Is they were trying to get you guys out because of the baseball tournament? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. At least that was one of their excuses. But there, no, it, you wouldn't even. Yeah, you wouldn't even see each other. They mm-hmm. yeah, they've thrown so many different yeah, things I mean, rather I, than I, just having worked with Park District every day. I mean, they're my landlords. If there's something going on at Delwood where it would be a problem, they let me know, and it's just that date's blacked out. Mm-hmm. It's not even an option. It's not like they go, "Hey, for an extra thousand dollars, you could still do it." I mean. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of the year, yeah, they reach out to us and and I say, here are our tournament dates. And he goes, sweet, I'll throw it in our calendar. Bada boom, bada bing. That's that's basically how we did it. And that's how it has always been. But this particular year, it's just been a big issue. So obviously, I think all of us are on your side and the disc golfer side. But I want to float an idea that I hope doesn't get backlash. But um, just trying to think about how to get on the good side of park districts moving forward. And I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, so the park districts, they, they take the time and effort to put a course in, to put baskets in, 
Like that happened. Somebody took the time and effort and they agreed and they thought it was somebody a good idea. Somebody cut a check for about $10,000 for baskets. Why aren't park yeah. districts mm-hmm. running their own leagues? If they're going to run little league league, if they're going to run all these other sports leagues, why don't park districts have disc golf leagues where kids or adults sign up for the season? And why aren't they doing that? But also why aren't disc golfers yet saying to park districts, Hey, we're We want to use this park and we want to help raise funds for it. We want to make sure this is good for you guys and for the community. We want to run a league together sanctioned by you guys, and you guys will help make sure the course is maintained and get some of the money. Yeah. I yeah. mean, has, why, I, why I, I would that say that it's probably out of just lack of understanding how to do that for the same reason that you don't see them doing skateboard competitions at their skate parks. Mm-hmm. I, they spend it, all the time and money to, to make a skate park. Yeah. Then, I mean, it's just one of those n- not traditional sports where they don't yeah. even understand how to make that competition work. Sure. Let so alone how to get the players to come and sign up. I mean, I've watched Lockport attempt to do it. They were like, hey, you're doing this thing. We've got this number one course, blah, blah, blah. We're going to put clinics, disc mm-hmm. golf clinics, into our, uh, you know, spring programming. programs. Yeah. And nobody signs up. That's uh, something that I'm basically working on on my reply message. So since the director of parks has reached out to me saying we just can't do this on this date because of the baseball fields, and uh, whenever you reschedule it, it's still $500. I will be replying, and I've been working on it now for a few days because I'm not an email guy. I I don't do that kind of stuff. (laughs) Oh, just following up, and I hope this message finds you. Let's circle back. Let's circle right back. I don't do that shit. Um, I hope this this message finds you well. Yes. I don't do that. I got one of those today. I work outdoors. For a living, I don't have a computer in front of me every day for my job, yeah. so I don't do this yeah. kind of stuff. But I'm working my best. So I, the ball is now in my court, and I want to work on a particular reply that is basically along the lines of, "Okay, we're not having the tournament anymore. It's canceled. Everyone has been refunded." But I want to talk to you about the course. As I mentioned to you guys about all the particular problems with the invasive species coming around, I want to touch on that particular subject and see what I can do to help mitigate that kind of like an Adam Ryan situation where you go to summit and you go over there and you clean it up really good. And you have a big old shebang about that. Well, in your reply should be, if we don't play that whole place goes to shit basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you've got nothing to show for the money that you've put in and nobody's coming back to that. So I'm basically coming back with like, okay, if you're, if you're looking to make a couple of bucks on this, let me talk to you. I've been working with the West Chicago Park District now for three years on this particular subject. We've put T pads in there. We got B pins up in there. I plan on putting in 50 trees at some point before the end of the year. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. We got something going on. Yeah. Right. So I trees. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> so I want to bring this particular situation over to the Batavia Park District and say, hey, I've been working with these guys and we got a pretty good thing going on here. here. So yeah. I want to kind of extend those particular subjects to you. So therefore we can work on it and make this place a lot better. I can start running some leagues there. I can have somebody else run some leagues there. Two bucks per person, something like that along the lines. You know, next thing you know, you got a couple thousand bucks over the course of a year or two. Right, exactly. You know, and that will go directly to the course. You can trim up some things. We can put in some tee pads. Everything will work out that way. To your earlier point, if it's really a great course and people are challenged by it and there's an opportunity to make it, I don't, maybe destination course sounds a little much. I don't know. Hmm. If you could show it some love, get the tee pads in, maintain it, and make it a course that people do want to travel from outside of the area to come play there. Now you're talking about the revenue for local businesses. Uh, you know, you can put on a tournament or two mm-hmm. for the year that draws a couple hundred people. And yeah, there's so many opportunities to say, Hey, yeah. let's have a meeting. I, if, if money's the main thing, let's talk about how we can work together and yeah. make that yeah. work. And you I'd have like, all these, you know, test yeah. cases to show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. love to, if you think of it, forward me the email to that, to that director, I'd love to talk to her or her, he, 
her and uh, and and shed any kind of light or two cents that I could provide of what we're doing on a regular basis to to kind of go, hey, what these guys are doing, I'm going to back them up, not because I'm a disc golfer, but because I've worked with them for years, uh, is legit, is based on guidelines per our sanctioning body, not something they've created. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is how it is. And, and give me a call because I'd, I'd love to help you out and have a better understanding of what's going on here. Absolutely. I really He's would. Gonna make you an offer yeah, they I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And um, I got to say props to you for not just throwing up the torches and the pitchforks. Handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's Believe what me, I want to. I know. And I can tell that you got the fire in your eyes about it. Going in the direction that you say that you're going is a far better direction than most of us <laughs> yeah. would yeah. because I'm, I'm ready to go with pitchforks and torches and I'm not even related to the situation. Mm -hmm. And so good for you. Well, thank you very much. Um, and, and back to what you said, Sean, as, as far as, you know, reaching out this kind of stuff, I'm happy to give you the information. The only problem is that for the last at least six years, we've been going to them for these particular issues based on just the course itself, not even the tournament. The tournament's kind of been one thing, you know, and the course is a whole nother nut to crack. And they, like I said before, it's, it's not that they want to do it. They just don't want to understand whatsoever what we got going on to them. They have the excuse of there's a road going right through the park, in which case I'm already going to bring up in that email that if there is a road going in, if there's any sort of uh, opportunity to have a redesign. I've heard that for years, years, man. And it has never happened. And I understand that that's how that stuff goes down. It takes Mm -hmm. years to get a road in Mm -hmm. any, it could be changed. It could be redesigned. Like you said, Yeah, There's, there's no reason for that to be the thing that says we can't do anything moving forward because possibly in the next five to eight years, there's a road coming in. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. That really yeah. puts a crimp on our eight year road plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, interesting it, it, stuff. It's not, I mean, it, as I hear your story, I feel for you, but I also look at this as like, these are the challenges that we are going to have to face as people that are moving and shaking in this sport Mm -hmm. okay we've had a big boom in the last two years great it's 2022 and you had a tournament canceled Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like growth to me no that sounds like 1994 Mm -hmm. this is nuts yeah i don't want this to sound like i'm throwing the pdga under the bus but what i really really would like to see from our governing body that we are supposed to be believing in is that they are sending out information packets to these park districts and explaining, hey, this is why you're going to hear from Clay and this is why he, Clay has to do the things that he's doing based on our guidelines, mm-hmm. not because something he made up and put on a website. Mm-hmm. This is what we're asking him to do as a TD. Mm-hmm. And this is why you need to know about it. And instead of you know trying to put discs in five-year-olds' hands, like I, I just, I, I'm not seeing the PDGA do the things that need to be happening as far as education and information we need to stop focusing on telling a four-year-old to pick up disc golf and start you know saying to that woman this is what you need to be expecting this is why it's important sending her links to all of these udisc articles so that she could see the numbers that they are providing us with saying there were a hundred thousand people that played Delwood Park, you know, the canyons. It, it, yeah. Like, I just wish the the focus of the information would shift. Absolutely. We we need to stop worrying about getting frisbees in people's hands and start educating the people who are making decisions that facilities are, that are mm-hmm. going to be impacting whether or not we can even do it in the no, first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. these are park districts 
that have been using the same information binders for the last 30 years. They never mm. even had information Nothing's binders. Nothing's been never, updated. They never they're not, they're not, they're, they're maybe no. going, they're going to uh, trade shows and they're, you know, stuff out in Vegas and they're going, ooh, shiny baskets. Ooh, we should get those. Yeah. Then what? Great. You bought baskets. Now what? Yeah, we See, got an extra no ten thousand dollars from no our reference. They don't no understand no that. Win. Yeah, what's next? They don't understand that putting baskets in the ground sets those wheels in motion for these things to happen. They just inevitable. think baskets in it's the ground inevitable. is done. That right. is the end game. Baskets mm. in the ground, skate parks in, done. Like it's the same thing. They mm -hmm. think, oh, baseball field done. Uh, somebody's going to do a little league here or something. Well, we are the little league. Exactly. We, we are that that organization that is going to be putting people together and having them compete. Mm -hmm. So when we come to you and say that this is how we have to do it, you can't call us Man. liars. Mm -hmm. We're not coming. We're not dreaming it up as we're saying it to mm -hmm. you. We're just following the guidelines as per our governing body. Again, going back, if the PDGA shit, if they charged me ten more dollars and they said. $10 from your PDGA membership is going towards covering the costs of sending out information packets to every single park district or organization where there is a course in the continental United States, I would say take 20 because that's the no, fuck up here. Mm -hmm. The people who need to be informing are not. It shouldn't fall on your shoulders or mine. We're bearing this burden, carrying a torch for a whole goddamn sport. It's infuriating. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I wish that we could look up to somebody else. And I feel like we're looking up to the PDGA and then they're looking at somebody else and going, well, what, who, us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hello, Newman. You. <laughs> where where <laughs> the fuck Newman. else is supposed to do it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. guess what? <clears throat> they're still wanting your money if you run a sanctioned event. Yeah. They still want 50 bucks to sanction it. They still want $2 a person to sanction it. Aha. See? Well, you see know. who's making money? <laughs> the PDGA is making money. Not us. Not Clay Bielfus. No, not at all. Bielfus. Excuse me. Bielfus. Excuse me. I'm fired up. They don't this even know us. a lot of beef. Yeah. That's beef. Whole lot of beef. So Man. it just goes right back to, as you were saying, if the PDGA can't do something like that, there's got to be an echo in the halls to have somebody hear something like that. Yeah. And if it's not going to be them, sure, it can be us, even though that's not our job, because we are passionate about the particular game. This is yeah. our sport, yes. man. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. And we're here to cater to the rest of the people that want to come out and play this facility. Right. Just going back right back to the very beginning, if if you're somebody who wants to run tournaments and wants to be somebody within the disc golf community and rise up, I recommend you go to these particular park districts and educate them as best as you can, as lightly as you can, and just make sure that they understand. You don't want them to question whatever you're doing because maybe that's something that we've done particularly wrong in the, in, in the instance over the last couple of years, but at the same time, we've been speaking to deaf ears. Yeah. 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 So well, it also makes it a lot on more a volunteer basis. On a volunteer basis, you're not getting paid nine to five to go out there and try to educate. This is just something that mm -hmm. you're doing out of the goodness of your heart for the love of the game. It's exactly. the love of the game, and it's also the enrichment of the community. It's mm -hmm. not because. I like to throw Frisbees. It's because I think this is good for people. It's good for me. It's good for everyone I know. And communities that have a disc golf course and an active scene, they're better for it. It is mm -hmm. It is literally giving people something healthy to do that's good for their minds, that gets them to be off yeah. the couch and like literally makes the community a better place. Absolutely. Yeah. And to the Batavia Park District, it sure is not lining our pockets. No. So It never will. Right. It could line yours. We don't want to listen. 
Yeah. Yeah. We don't yeah. want it to. We don't need it to. We're here to do this for the love of the game. Yeah. We're here to do this for the that love of the game. That was never a concern. Dave has always been our one, number one motivator uh, since he passed away to do this kind of stuff and continue on his legacy. Mm-hmm. His birthday was a couple weeks ago, and I reached out to his Facebook page, which is still active, and I said, I will do everything I can to continue on your legacy. Mm-hmm. The worst part is, is that two hours after I posted that, we got this news about oh, this particular mm, stuff. What a kick. So that was one of those things where it's like, okay, now I have to be the asshole because yeah. I just made a promise to my dead friend and I have to go out there and now all of a sudden try to make something happen. And these people are just stonewalling us to high hell. Yeah. That's off to you, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's you want to a- hear a funny story to, to bring it back down here a little bit and make it a little lighter, a little funnier? Yeah, let's come <laughs> off the beef a little bit. So at the David Reed Memorial last year, mm-hmm. I was there, I was vending. Dave's wife came up to me and, or she was around and, and I, I didn't like properly introduce myself to her and she just kind of came by and I was like, oh, hey, yeah. And I was like in the middle of something. And then it dawned on me like five minutes later, I was like, that's his wife. David yeah. Reed Memorial. His wife's here. His whole family whole was family, there. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh man, I, I'm a total piece of shit. I need to make this right. And I'm like way in my head about it. So I ended up walking over to her and I was like, hey, uh, super sorry that I'm a no, man. idiot. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm here vending. It's great to meet you. I didn't know Dave well, but I know a lot of guys well that said that he was the best. Uh, she just was super sweet about it. And it was just a, a really uh, cool moment. And I remember her, she like, she like leaned back and she like looked at my outfit and she was like, I like what you got on. I like what you're wearing. Today. Were you wearing unstable <laughs> stuff? Probably. 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 Yeah. And I just, I remember walking away from her just being like, no, man. Like, yeah. I got some swag, baby. She was, she was really, I felt like such an ass. And then she was just so sweet about it. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a really cool experience. And it was a bummer that I didn't know Dave as well as you guys know Dave. And well, that's very nice of you to do something like yeah. that. You know that she's always still thinking of him, obviously, as are we. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I go up to his memorial, there's three little hearts. I always rub my thumb right on the middle heart just to kind of mm-hmm. say, what's up, buddy, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it, the, the DRM is something that uh, we are now running at Crest Creek in the fall time, usually yeah. October. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so with all this stuff going on here with B-Town, just kind of back down from the beef. Uh, we want to double down on the DRM, the David Reed Memorial, in October. Yeah. We don't have dates set up particularly yet, but we are going to go big now because of that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So come on out. Everyone sign up. Uh, listen around for some more information just to see what's going on. Uh, but I guarantee you it's going to be a great time. You got a sponsorship from us. We'll do whatever we can to support you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. It's we'll, going to be we'll a B-tier. Sure it's it's going to be a great time. Callahan rundown. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clay, that was all, all so very well said, and I think you're uh, – wise beyond your years. I think the way you're approaching it is uh, uh, from the perspective of a a very true ambassador of the sport. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're doing God's work. Uh, So (laughs) hats off to you, man. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I think that's a good wrap on the bangers and mash. And I think we could probably get into merch madness. Merch madness. Oh, shit. First, we got to play. All right. It is time to play some merch madness we, we are yeah picked the final winner as well we now. are yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna take the final four down to the matchup and then we're going to okay. do the final matchup in a typical ncaa bracket it's east west blah 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 right is how the bracket is formed well because i chose these particular categories to put everything in rather than having the bracket end up the way that it was supposed to i have personally just assigned four random numbers to the final four one two three and four none of you in this room know what numbers i have chosen 
on these four. So, Alex, I'm one gonna, through four, pick a number. I'm going to be pissed if this goes the way it could go. Okay, let's see. Pick a number, one through four. <clears throat> four. Four is double G jerky. Okay. Okay. Ryan, pick a number. Two. One, two, or three. Two. Two is an unstable Unstable hoodie. hoodie. I yep. knew it. I knew so it. So now... Our first matchup in the final four yeah. is double G jerky yeah. versus an unstable hoodie. Uh-huh. Why? Alex, where are you going to land and why? I'm protesting this. Nope. <laughs> Too bad. These are the way things happen in life. I'm no, You're I'm, Clay I'm, Aiken and I'm a park district. I'm, Sorry, I'm, it is what it is. I'm, <laughs> it's not right. It's not right. Sorry. The final if you want be, to give me four thousand dollars, I'll change it. But well, the pro- for now, listen, this is I, in all seriousness. I hate the idea that the finals is a no contest because honestly, this is this is my opinion. Uh-huh. The finals ought to be Heiserack and Quickstick because if I have to choose in the finals between beef jerky or one of those other two products, which are the two best products in disc golf, uh-huh. that ruins the finals. Well, then maybe we'll have to revisit this next year and things will go differently. But as of right now, double Fine. G jerky versus an unstable hoodie. Unstable hoodie. Yeah. Because just yesterday we were getting blown up with uh, shots from uh, Joey Tomolito. Where were they? What, what event was that? DDO? Yeah. At Jomez. Yep. Yep. One, yep. cam- one of the Jomez camera guys is wearing our uh, Disc Golf Chicago hoodie, uh, which is an unstable hoodie. And I love that. And it's my favorite hoodie. So I did not see that. That's great. Unstable hoodie. Nice. Ryan. Right. Well, obviously, I have to pick the product that I own and print <laughs> and right. sell. The unstable hoodie, but I really love jerky. <laughs> man. And jerky loves you. It does love me, but uh-huh. man, I got to pick the hoodie. All right. Fair enough. Sean? Are you keeping this live? You don't have to on my account. I can be warm and hungry. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but I cannot be full and cold. So, so hoodie. Hoodie. Uh, All right. Fair enough. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, I, yeah. I had yeah, to yeah, ask yeah. that follow-up question. Yeah, I yeah, was... yeah. I get it. Fair enough. I've so played, that means it does not matter. I've what, played with you like, enough rounds that I know so that that's just, true. My, well, I'd still like to hear your reasoning. Say it. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. hear your reasoning. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I can shut your mic off as soon as you give the wrong I'm answer. Sure you Go can. ahead. Yeah. I've never been halfway through a round and have a grumble in my stomach and then say, man, I sure need an unstable hoodie right now. Ooh, this is a good point. And that the hot boom sauce is pretty damn good. Should we be eating... Clay's so, jerky right well, now. <laughs> as we say goodbye <laughs> on the table to Double G Jerky, I think that is a nice segue into the fact that you brought some jerky with you tonight. I did bring some jerky. So tonight. let's take a moment. I can guarantee you it tastes like shit. And we to don't remember need to try Double it now. G as so, we try. Doesn't even need to Just be tried. Just to let you know, I didn't make any of this. My father <laughs> did, so I'm insulting my own father. So right, jerky. What do we Mr. got? Mr. Aiken. Let's see. So I got So I got spicy and mild. I'll take mild. Mild it is. <laughs> Give me the spicy, you Sean, you dick. I am so susceptible to peer pressure. Give me the spicy. I'll take a mouth. Oh, it's thick. Thick with two C's for that ass. You want a spicy? Mm. (laughs) I'm going to chew this with my mouth open so listeners can hear. That's the mild. It's oh, such it's such high quality meat. Mild got a bit of a kick. A little bit. Mild yeah. got a kick. Oh yeah. yeah. So spicy's going to have a real kick. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's I good. For Daddy Biofis knows oh, how to cook. That is good. Yeah. Good jerky. Are you sure you gave me mild? <laughs> Holy shit! Damn, you got a big piece, man. Look at that thing. It's like half a cow. Ooh. Just one more thing on the list of things that you make. Very good. Or mm-hmm. your family. Yeah, makes. this is very good. This is yeah. like a thin, dried out steak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Seriously, it's so thick. <laughs> While we have yeah, our mouths full of Clay's meat, 
Mm-hmm. I think we can move on to the next round, mm-hmm. which obviously the last two is going to be a quick stick versus a hyzer rack. Oh, mm. which I'm I'm personally happy that that's the way it shook out. I think these two should be against each other. Well, yeah, definitely. Those well, are the two best, you, best items. Can we start with clay on this one? Mm. Clay, start us off. Mm. Quick stick or hyzer rack, huh? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I've never been halfway through a round <laughs> with my disc in the water on hole five at Delwood and say, man, I sure could use a hyzer rack right about now. <laughs> um, so I am going to pick quick stick. And you're going to quick the pick stick? I'm going to quick the pick stick. Very nice. Hmm. Acceptable. You want, me, you want me to finish that, dog? No, I got this. All right. I'm with Clay on this one. Quick stick? It just has more usability. Value I, per dollar I, kind yes, of thing? Yes. We're going to move on to Alex then. I'm going to base mine on a very classic sales principle, which is that people are way more motivated by fear of loss than by the intrigue of what they could have. So I love the Heiser rack and having it makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. But the situation where I would need a quick stick and not have it is more of a motivation, motivational force to me. So very much the same as clay. Like if I'm in the middle of a round and I don't, and my disc goes in the water and I don't have a quick stick, that is such a heartbreak. Could you imagine throwing a hyzer rack in the water and trying to grab a disc? That's a video I'd watch. Hyzer rack on a rope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could like, throw that into the Trinity Pond and just like r- use it to rake the, the, rake the pond. <laughs> you got all of them. All, all the discs come out perfectly lined up in the rack. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, going, I'm so going with the quick stick. That means... Uh, I'm so sorry, Shane. Ryan, you want to let us know what you were thinking? I thought he was going to go hyzer rack, and that's I why I well. pointed to him, yeah. and I wanted to make it interesting, but he surprised me. I, I would agree. It's the usability and the uh, the value per dollar. Sure. Just you can't you can't be without it. Yeah. So That is to say a uh, hyzer rack is a very close segment, though, I think. It's, it is. The, oh, val- the value the is... The rack is a great product. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. comparable. Like I said, I, I don't even have enough discs to fill up another shelf on a hyzer rack but i'm messaging shannon about buying another one now and i'm gonna buy more discs to put on it because i just love them nice oh man if you're making me choose one or the other sorry shannon i gotta have a quick stick all right that means our final matchup Mm. the unstable hoodie has made it to the end and so has the quick stick (laughs) i need another piece of jerky while i think this like little side note this spicy has got some let me try the spicy please holy cow it's good thank you it's not too spicy but it has a kick. Before we do this last round, on the subject of things that people make that are delicious, I got in touch with Jay-Z, the, oh, the yes. Trail Dust. The rapper? John, John. The rapper. When we shared that clip of us talking about it on the last episode, he really liked that. And he reached out. I was like, yeah, let me buy like a box. So I've got, I ordered 10 bottles of the, the Trail Dust and he delivered it to Delwood, which is really kind of him. He totally didn't need to do that. But um, I'm going to give out a couple as gifts. And I just wanted listeners to know, you don't have to meet him at a gas station if you want to get some. <laughs> Just go to his Facebook page. You should, but you don't have that to. That is the right. full experience. Yeah. Yeah. But just go to his Facebook page, uh, Jay-Z Trail Dust, I think is what it's called. I mm-hmm. believe so. And yeah, shoot him a DM and he will hook you up with some of that stuff and you will be very happy. Uh, we had some Bloody Marys earlier made by Sheila and mm-hmm. the glasses were rimmed by the Jay-Z Trail Dust. Yes. And it was Chef's Kiss. That's Fuego. what it was, huh? Fuego. It was delicious. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's got a little sweetness to it that you don't expect, and it's just its fantastic. I had messaged Sheila earlier today about that because I was listening to a podcast where they talked about Bloody Marys, and then it was like, and it just put that in my head. I was like, oh, man, I kind of want a Bloody Mary. And for whatever reason, I th- thought of that image of mm-hmm. it like salted with the with the dust, and mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew who would just take care of it once she saw that. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, I think this is a thing. 
It's great. And the yeah, applications don't seem to end. You put, you put out, it on everything. That's pretty damn great. Mm-hmm. You put it on pizza, steak. Yeah. Your glass when you're yeah. drinking a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twinkies. Twinkies, yeah. yeah. Oh, like cut it in half and kind of sprinkle in the middle. Ooh, on the, on yeah. The Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> the vanilla ones. Oh, like, what? Yeah, the vanilla Tootsie Rolls, man. That's Those not are the thing. Ones. The blue ones? You're making shit up. <laughs> you never had a vanilla Tootsie Roll? The flavored on. ones? Stop. Are you no, man. with me? Or are you, are you no, man. with me? There's vanilla and cherry and lime and orange. There's all different flavors of Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I don't know why I questioned you. I feel silly that I questioned you on the last episode about good feathers. Yeah. I thought you made that up off on the spot. Oh, and really? then when I Googled it, I was like, yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah. Should we get to right. the finals? Yep. Our final matchup is going to be an unstable hoodie versus the quick sick. Ryan, you're going to lead us off. I have to do go. Do you want me to do my best LeVon Wolf? No. Yes. I've never talked to him. Well, it goes a little. It's like, Sean, you know, down here, we're just good old boys. And, you know, I'm just trying to make a great product. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. And I really, I really do believe in this product here. It's something like that. It, that's nailed on. Well I've spoken to LeVon Wolf. That is nailed on. Well right. done. I have to go with my own, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Clearly, okay. the Unstable Hoodie. Although, if I did not own Unstable Disc Golf, that'd be a hell of a matchup. Yeah. Ride or die. Excellent. Sean? You got to do it. Sean, go go with your heart, no, Sean. because what you should be doing <laughs> is just following your heart. <laughs> uh, quick stick for the win. Quick stick, yeah. Sorry, Doc. You want to chime in on anything, or or you just rip the bandaid off? And you're good. We're just gonna let um, that wound heal. No, it makes sense, man. In my old age now, mm-hmm. I've become a fair weather golfer. I don't need the hoodie as much when I'm golfing because I golf in fair weather. But I do Hence need to the get name. the disc out of the water because he's a terrible golfer. Hey. Hey, you got him. All right, Clay. I'm going to give you an opportunity here since you've had a couple missed opportunities or your vote didn't matter. All right. Where are you at um, on these two? Uh, at my age, I uh, I always enjoy a, a good quickie. <laughs> you know? so, Shout out to Mrs. Bilefus. Uh, <laughs> she ain't married to me yet. <laughs> uh, and don't forget it, woman. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to go with quick stick for the win. Yep. But I will say, here it is. Unstable hoodies are some of my favorite hoodies in my entire closet. You wearing one right now? I'm wearing a J Town Championship shirt and it is extremely comfortable. Uh-huh. But it hasn't paid for itself necessarily. And uh, Quick Stick will help me get out my uh, very shitty shots at Delwood pretty regularly. So, mm-hmm. can help but notice that little dig that it did not pay for itself. Oh. Why are you charging 65 bucks for a tournament, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I need that money. Because you need that money. <laughs> Greedy. And to make things super interesting and to turn the screws on the inseminator a little bit. Oh, you, I'm going to go, go next. Bitch. Yeah. And I'm going to choose the unstable hoodie. That's because right. Because my buddy makes them and I want to support them. And you oh. don't play disc golf. And I don't even play disc golf, but I look good wearing them. Uh-huh. So that means the inseminator. We are at a tie, and you are the tiebreaker. Do you choose a quick stick or an unstable hoodie? I mean, it's the quick stick. It's the quick stick. Yeah, it has to be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'll I'll cop to like twenty five or thirty percent of my decision is based on the fact that I worry that a listener would hear this and go, oh, really? The Unstable Hoodie is the best product. <laughs> Not biased at all, are you boys? All right. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm uh, partially making sure we avoid that, but also straight up, favorite hoodie, love it. Quick Stick is the most 
crucial thing. I would not play around a disc golf without a quick stick. I just want to do it. You Fair feel enough. naked without one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel vulnerable. Yeah. And again, we're going to need the, you know what you would Enrique be more Iglesias naked without drop. Uh, so uh, <laughs> just to, just to the other day in the shop, right? So here's quick, here's a good, quick, quick stick story. Quick stories with quick sticks. Here we go. Ooh, that's a segment sponsored by quick stick. <laughs> yes. That's coming next season. Look for the email. Levon. Come on, Levon. <laughs> <laughs> Levon Wolf. Yeah. So, uh, John Knutson came into the shop he's like 75 he golfs you would know him if you saw yeah. him he golfs mm-hmm. with john cleveland he gets a quick stick and he's kind of like you know everybody's like man 50 bucks and i said dude here here's here's the real deal you are going to be more confident in all of your shots wow what a good point because you can get your disc back what I was thinking was hole nine. I'm like, okay, he's an older guy. He probably doesn't have a whole lot of distance. He's going to throw a mid. It's going to hyzer out. It's going directly into the deep spot on hole nine at Delwood. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, that's the real deal. You're going to be more confident. You're going to get your stuff back. It's no big deal. He came back like an hour later just to tell me that he felt exactly what I was talking about, that he was more confident off the tee because he could get his stuff back and he wasn't worried about it. It's so funny. How many people come in and they're like, dude, I lost this, I lost that. And I'm yeah. like, it's right here on the counter, bro. You're, you're that, that meme. You're that dude on. It, yeah. Like it extends to 18 <laughs> feet. What are you doing? Buy one of these so you can get your stuff back. But no so brainer. good, good, yeah. uh, quick, quick stick <clears throat> story. And now we drop the, we are the champions. Mm-hmm. We are the champions, my friend. Bum, bum, bum. And Is this not singing about Quickstick? Are we or are we just singing We Are the Champions? You didn't say that before we started. Never mind, let's move on. All right. So uh the other thing that we need to do tonight after we of course award Quickstick for being the greatest thing you could ever have uh in your bag is we need to give out the prize for our the Instagram Bushnell posts. Disc Jockey. Brought to you by Bushnell Disc Jockey. <laughs> Come on, Bushnell. Come on, Bush. <laughs> uh, in case you don't know, listeners, what, what is cool about this product? I mean, Bluetooth speakers are a dime a dozen. You can get them anywhere. This one syncs with Udisc to give you a full course experience when you're playing. It'll tell you what hole you're on, what's the distance to the hole. So it's like you have a little announcer telling you the card order, mm-hmm. the distance to the hole. It adds something to the game, but also the reason why we love it. N- not only off the tee, but in the fairway. When you're no. I- in the middle of the fairway, you can hit the button and it'll tell you how far you have to go. I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. It's oh, a, it's that's a really neat tool. I never wow. made the fairway, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a very cool prize because you can listen to Unstable Discourse while you play. Oh, it just makes sense. It just makes, makes sense. sense. Right? <clears throat> Actually, that we have figure. programmed it so that's all you can play. On. It yeah. will be literally the uh-huh. only... Right. Podcast you can listen to. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. disc jockey, what's my distance to the basket? It's too far to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, my God! Dude! Dude! <laughs> yes! Oh, Listeners, Ryan yeah. just did a lap around the room. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best guest in show history, you just yeah. know. Yeah. Oh my god! That was good. Holy shit! Oh I've listened to the god. show once or twice. Oh god! Uh, that was. That's good. it. So there's no you, more. That's yeah, the end that of the episode. It. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>
unstable discourse. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So we need to first talk about the Instagram post, right? Because yep. I've been plugging away at this Instagram for <laughs> over a year now. Uh, I think the best we've ever gotten was interaction of like maybe 30 people. Uh, this particular post got up to 145 likes hey. and 116 comments. So I officially know what it feels like to go viral. So what's up? Everybody, wow, uh, good for you. You'll be I'm giving out an autographs, and I'll be giving out autographs. Yes, uh, but of those 116 comments, it was right around 75 people that submitted. There were some people that threw multiple comments up there, so we got about 75 people that we need to narrow it down to. So, I uh, what I did is I wrote them all on a piece of paper because I'm a dork like that, and it was fun to do. We took out Tiny Callahan, one of the chicks, we put her on the sheet, and we waited until she pooped. And that poop landed on Ralph Jerry. You are the winner of the Bushnell DJ. Froth Jerry. I proclaim this the summer of George. So thank you very much for your submission. And also thank you for your content. Uh, We really enjoy it. You have a great meme account. There's a lot of people that I would have loved to see this go to, but that account rules. If you're not following Frolf Jerry on Instagram, follow Frolf Jerry. Dude, it's so also good. very topical with the Newmans. Yep. So that's Ooh. right. Oh, that yeah. worked out. Oh. Boom. Uh, so Frolf Serendipitous. Jerry, yeah. Look, I'm going to uh, hit you up and ask for your address and we'll send that to you. And uh, before you ask, yes, we are all going to sign the package for you so you can keep that as a memento for all of the wonderful things that we do (laughs) (laughs) and there might be an unstable discourse sticker in there for you and all that kind of good stuff yeah that's really nice so keep an eye out for that we got you man so special thank you to everybody who participated and special thank you to tiny callahan for the precise pooping yeah 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 Let's get to 50K and give something else away. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, absolutely. at 50K, we're going to have to go twice as big with the prize. Uh, maybe a hyzer rack. Ooh. Or a quick stick. Or, a oh. quick, or an unstable hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is a wrap on this episode, guys. This was a fun one. Yeah, it Clay, was. dude, yeah. thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sharing so much. Uh, wisdom, and you, I think you spoke very eloquently, and I think you were a perfect guest. I can't yes. wait to edit it and make it sound like you're a big goober. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yep. That's not very hard to do. But, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for having me. I had a blast, and I uh, hope you guys have me again soon. We had, had a blast having you. Thank you. Have awesome. you ever thought about being Nick Offerman when you grow up? I'd love to be. You I'm a are worker. very Nick Offerman. I can rock a pretty good mustache, and I work for the government. Ooh, that's what I'm God saying. Like you've checked like a lot of boxes. Yeah. That's uh, that's a wrap on this one, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, next episode is going to be an episode that you can listen to. Keep it tight. Until next time. See ya. Goodbye. Jolene. 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 Unstable Discourse is a Top Secret Studios production. <laughs> Seriously, it's so thick.